Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel, where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. Go to weirdgeeks.com to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details, and news on our very own feature films, albums, and shorts that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced, and no infringement is intended. Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome back to the We Are Geeks Horror Channel. Every single Friday we take you for another installment in a classic horror retrospective franchise. Right now we're dealing with The Purge and we are getting up to date. We're on The Purge. Election year, which came out in 2016, gets a 6 out of 10 on the IMDb's, which is pretty respectable for a horror film. Yeah. We'll get to all the details. I keep switching it around. Do I talk about it first or do I do it later? Let's do it first, actually, shall we? Uh, directed by James DeMonico again. Written by James DeMonico again. DP'd by Jacques Chaufret again. Music by Nathan Whitehead again. All the same people who have done the previous two films. Starring Frank Grillo as Leo Barnes again. He's got a name. Well, as the Punisher. <laughs> Elizabeth Mitchell as Senator Charlie Rowan. She was in Lost, Running Scared, and The Santa Claus 2. Also starring Mikkel T. Williamson as Joe Dixon. He's been in fucking Forrest Gump, Con Air, Fences, Three Kings, like loads of stuff. Wow. And if you read his IMDb, where is it? Hang on one second. His IMDb is kind of adorable. I love reading what the uh, agents write for the actors. I presume it's the agent. It could actually be him. <laughs> Perhaps best remembered for his touching performance as Bubba opposite Tom Hanks in the Academy Award winning Forrest Gump, McKelty Williamson is one of the most sought after actors in Hollywood. Huh. If you write it on IMDb, then it must be true. Yes. And now he's, and now he's in the purge election year. So I... <laughs> I feel this very film's existence disproves that sentence, (laughs) but okay. Joseph Julian Soria as Marcos. He's been in Crank 2, Camp X-Ray, and Hamlet 2, that little-known Shakespeare play. (laughs) Betty Gabrielle as Lainey Rucker. She was in Get Out, which of course she was. I completely kept going. I know her from something, but yeah, of course. She's the, that, you know, crazy nurse lady in the house uh, one of the maids yeah yeah like that main one she's also in beyond skyline and the upcoming unfriended sequel dark web also starring terry serpico yes his actual name is serpico <laughs> <laughs> as earl danzinger who yeah actually i'll get to one i'm gonna tell him he was even in army wives the inspectors and he had a little role in michael clayton edwin hodge as dante bishop returning this time with a name previously blooded stranger and Kyle Secor as Minister Edwidge Owens, as one of those people whose face I go, oh, I've seen him in loads of stuff. And then when I check his IMDb, I go, no, that's not him. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> he was in City Slickers and Sleeping with the Enemy, but he really looks like one of those people who's like, oh, I've seen him in tons of stuff, you know? But no. Very confusing. <laughs> Good story, right? So, guys. <laughs> Should- we like to start these podcasts with a little bit of landscape. Oh, hang on. Wait. Oh, it's a fucking mess. It's all what? such a fucking mess. If you're new to us... What is should, going uh, on? Yeah. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. <laughs> oh, hey. Are we recording <laughs> already? <laughs> God damn it. God, it's been a long day already. 
if you're new to us then please head on out to weirdgeeks.com weirdgeeks.com that's where you can go to our social medias and also you can head to itunes on podcast look for weird geeks and please please subscribe and rate us do it right now before you've heard the rest of the show and realize you don't want any part of us yeah um, we started off so subscribe. strong i know right <laughs> Please do subscribe and rate. It helps us out. We're not doing any promotions. We're not doing adverts. We're not doing sponsorships because we do it all for free. So that's the only way that you can help us. And I know you're a nice person if you're listening because you put up with us. So that proves you're nice. So we yeah, like you. Go and, go and do a nice thing. All right, guys. We like to talk about the landscape of the year. We're talking about 2016, not that long ago. Wow. In fact, as I read it, I was kind of shocked to find it's still not 2016 because in my head, I think that's where <laughs> I'm there still. I missed like a year and a half of my life. <laughs> Is that because early 2016 you hadn't met me yet? So that's that's like the prime yeah, so of your life. Yeah, I blacked out once I met you. I think it's more because of the last year and a half we've been in post-production. And, and I feel that post-production shouldn't count as years of my life gone. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you can't claim it back, Al. It's gone now. Unfortunately, I think yeah, only twice as many years feel like they've been added. All right, <laughs> so let's talk about the landscape of movies. What was the top 10 box office? of 2016 who's doing that lee it is me i have the worldwide grosses for 2016 we have how exciting exciting stuff i'm excited i like this section i usually do it it's fun for someone else to do it yeah no pressure then okay number 10 suicide squad didn't see it what a terrible movie i've still not seen it you know because everyone just says how crap it is so it is but it's one of those movies that's so bad that people should see it but you just shouldn't pay for it. To learn from. What a waste. And I would hey, not normally say that, but pass. they're doing fine. You can't see it sure. anymore on Movie no. Pass. Uh, number nine, Deadpool. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Good film. Just had the, just had the sequel out this month, which was arguably better. Oh. Yeah. I think, it is, I think it's objectively better, actually, but it's kind of, you know, more of the same as well. So by, by uh, what's the word? By default, you're kind of a bit tired of it because you've already seen a lot of it before. Mm. But I think it does it better in the sequel. Interesting. Uh, number eight, we have Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. You know, I still haven't seen this and I still really want to. I like the Harry Potter films. I haven't seen this either. I'm actually reading the novels and watching each movie as I finish the novels right now. So maybe I'll tackle that really? next. Yeah. What are you up to? I'm on book four. Oh, so you just watched Prisoner of Azkaban? Yeah. Which so far, that's my favorite book and film. I've seen all the films before, so I kind of, as I read, remember what's going to happen. That's my favorite film. Yeah, same here. Uh, Yeah. I think Sirius Black is just my favorite character. So I think I'll I'll like this one, too, because I remember him being in the film, I think. Maybe not. Maybe it's the fifth one. They go a bit dark, don't they? Absolute shift. Like, he's a great director. The guy did Gravity and Eat to Mama Bien and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you will like this really one. Good. Then at seven, we have Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. <laughs> oh, DC. What are you doing? I, I, really million, out, I, I saw that with you, Al. I mean, I didn't... We had horrible yeah, seats. Did. Oh, yeah, that was Is that bad, what you remember way... about the film? Because we, were, so... we, were, we were so the front close and it was like overwhelming. <laughs> it was 3D IMAX and we're like way at the front. <laughs> and the whole row of us just turned as soon as we sat down and looked at each other like none of us <laughs> wanted to do this anymore. Are we anymore. <laughs> all gonna puke or just a few of us? It was hard to get through like that. Yeah. Um, I don't hate that movie though. It's got some fun bits, but yeah, largely not great. Uh, number six, The Secret Life of Pets. Oh, I wanted to see this and I still never have. 
I was watching it on a plane and I fell asleep because I was actually really excited. I thought the trailers were good, but... You get the was... best jokes, don't you, in the trailer. I think you yeah. kind of get the essence of what the film's about in the trailer, but it's, it's, it's fun. It's all right. Okay. Uh, number five, we have the, the Jungle Book. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is that what you want to say about <laughs> it? Okay. No, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I have to say that one angers me the least out of the Disney remakes. Yeah. Because it was a long time ago and they did something quite different with it from the looks of things. But, yeah, um, it's supposed to be good. Uh, number four, we have Zootopia. Oh, Zootopia yeah, was, was good. good. I liked that. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed that. Finding Dory at number three. Fucking hell, so a much lot animation. Of Damn. Absolutely. And these top four all made over a billion dollars worldwide as well. So it's quite a, quite a good year. So we've got some Marvel and Star Wars coming then. We, we, have, we have indeed. Yeah. So number two, we have Rogue One. All right. Made over a billion. Very nice. Just over uh, a billion. You can, you can hear our five hour Rogue One podcast on the Weird Geeks channel. Me, Christina Matheson, and Alexander Charge. Is it really, yeah, five, it's not hours? really five hours? No, it's not. It's pretty, I, think it, I think it's like some of them got close to three hours. Jesus. Um, I think actually one here is three hours, but no, not that <laughs> one, probably. I don't know. Go listen to it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then a number one, quite far ahead, is Captain America Civil War. Mm. Yeah, which I just rewatched recently, and it's very good, better than I remembered actually. Very and nice. It stars Frank Grillo, and it well doesn't star, but he's in the beginning. Old Punisher boy himself, Sergeant. So yeah, it stars. It stars him. So it basically, stars yeah. him. Yeah. And that's it. That's your top ten. Very that's nice. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Hang on. You want more what than was, ten for the top ten? Number so number two was Rogue One. Was number it? two was Rogue One, and then we have Captain oh, okay. America. Yeah. Oh man, so oh. I have done this list before. Then when we did Rogue One, forget about it every time. It's always, <laughs> A new little joy. Ali, <laughs> give us some horror landscape then. What's going on other than animated movies and D- and Disney movies? All right. That was all animated in Disney, basically. That was a lot of animated. Mm. The first one on this list for the horror films of 2016 is The Autopsy of Jane Doe. You watched this. Did you not watch this when you came? Did you come to that day? To the, I came to I all of them. I showed that one. There you go. So you did. You remember this one? Is this... The one with Brian Cox one. where the body's brought in. Yeah, the body's brought in in the autopsy yeah. room. And I don't, I don't want to give away how much happens with it, but it gradually increases from where it goes to. From Yeah, this I really like this. In. I think this was one of my favorite ones that we watched that weekend. Yeah, I genuinely think in 2016, I think I said that this was my favorite, just like purebred horror film. Like just doing simple yeah, old fashioned classic. horror tropes. Yeah. I also I it was really I think effective. I a lot, a big part of movie experiences in general but definitely horror films for me is seeing it with a lot of people and getting joy out of their reactions yeah because yeah. i find it hysterical when people are scared and so i had alex charred <laughs> sitting in the, little, in the row in terrible. front of me and the whole time he just had his hood that he was like hiding <laughs> underneath and i that definitely added on to the experience for me <laughs> Honestly, that's how he watches all horror films. That's why I love him doing our horror channel shows because he literally <laughs> always is hiding under a duvet it's or so under a sheet funny. with one little eye just peeking out. It was hysterical. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> one of my favorite stories is when me and him were driving across America and we were in little motels in the middle of nowhere and he didn't really watch horror films, but he wanted to try the paranormal activity ones. And I think there were only like four wow. of them out at that point. So we watched the first one one night in a motel and he was like under his sheet. We we're in like adjacent twin beds in this hotel room. <laughs> And he was under his sheets peeking and then it finished and he didn't even come all the way out. He just peeked out a little bit and just said to me, put the next one on. And then went back into his little hiding hole. <laughs> it was so good. I loved it. We watched a That's hilarious. Yeah. 
What else? Next on the list is the Belco experiment. This is pretty good. It's got the guy from Newsroom. Actually got a lot of faces in it. It's all right. It's a good idea. It's an office space. It's actually got a similar sort of purgy idea to it in a way, but set in an office. I haven't like, heard of this It's very violent. One. It's definitely played more for comedy. Interesting. Um, yeah. After That's that, right. we have Blair Witch. Yes, this is, the, is this Adam Wingard? Did he do this one? I'm trying to remember. Um, but yeah, like the remake. Well, not remake, but sort of, well, sort of was a remake. It was all right, actually. It wasn't, I don't know. It's going back to found footage roots, but certainly not a patch on the original, but it's got some fun moments in there. Mm. After that, we have The Boy. I avoided this film for a long time because it looked like a very boring, I don't like sort of spade horror films, you know, where it's like everything's safe and just like, oh, this is a family horror film. Anyone can watch this? I'm like, no, horror has to push the boundary. This is a cool film. When I eventually watched it because a friend of mine who's really into horror, Tom uh, McCann, he texted me and said, you should watch The Boy. And I was like, really? It doesn't look great. He's like, no, just trust me, go watch it. And yeah, again, I don't want to say why, because there's definitely certain twists in it, but it's, it's actually really creepy. And it was one of those ones, Ali, when we we're doing Child's Play, I was like, yeah, if anybody has listened to our Child's Play series, they should watch The Boy. Because The Boy is maybe the creepiest doll film that I've ever seen. And they do it in a very smart way by doing very little. Huh. But yeah, it's cool. That sounds cool. Next, we have The Conjuring 2. More dolls and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, this one's okay. Introduces a lot of characters they're doing now. This year, I think we've got The Nun, which came from this film, really. And then there's the, what's it called? The Something Man, the, the something, oh, I can't remember. There's another character. It was right. Not my. I didn't like it as much as the first one. But. Um. Next, we have Don't Breathe. Uh, this was a, what's her name? It's the director of the Evil Dead remake. Oh, uh, is it really? I fucking love. Yeah, and then with the this. same actress as well. I thought it was well. a cool idea. Yeah. Blind man in a house, kids go to steal something, and then he kind of turns the tables on them. And then, yeah, things go pretty crazy yeah. at the end. But Yeah, I think I yeah, didn't I like, like the last, like, 15 minutes. But I really yeah, like I the pretty, idea of it. Yeah, it gets pretty weird. Yeah, I like Jane Levy in it. She's like, she's working with, yeah, the same director again as Evil Dead. Mm. I think I just expected it to be, because it was the director of the Evil Dead, and the Evil Dead was his debut, I expected this to be, like, fucking insanely brilliant and instead i was just like yeah that was really good yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. after that is hush this one came out on to netflix it's directed by a guy who's done a whole bunch of films uh in one well in the one year i think he did like three films or something Jeez. Uh, it's called mike flanagan but this is my personal favorite of his and we watched this as well at my little fright fest festival thing we did which one was this this is the one with the lady who is deaf who's in a little house in the middle of nowhere. Oh, right, right, right. Yep. And then a guy turns up, a masked killer, like, yeah, turns up. I remember. Um, and so you're playing with a typical slasher kind of idea, but with one little twist of she can't hear anything. I really like it so much. I think it's good. Yeah, it was good. Um, after that, we have Lights Out. This was the feature-length version of the YouTube sensation, which was this little short film someone did, and they let that director then go and turn it into a feature film. Yeah. I think it works better as the short film, to be honest. I the short film the is cool. version works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, and there's a whole, there's a very interesting video on YouTube that explains why the short film version is more effective than the main one by showing you shot by shot and kind of the difference. Right. Yeah, with the side-by-side side side screens, right? Yeah, they're showing like where you're placing your case. It's very interesting. If you're interested in shooting horror, it explains like, yeah, what makes people feel more uncomfortable and positioning camera and seeing the character 
in frame and stuff like just the very subtle differences that clearly the director didn't understand when he tried to replicate what he'd done before and actually made it less scary by sort of changing some of the rules so it wasn't um, it wasn't just that the idea only really worked for a short film it was just i think for partly i think you could have done more with it for sure yeah but they he literally replicates the same scene at the beginning of the movie Right, okay. And it's definitely worth checking out the side-by-side comparison of why. And some people don't. Some people find a movie one scary just because obviously it looks more big budget. Yeah. It looks glossier. It's got bigger music and stuff. But for most people, they find the original one gets under your skin more. And there's a right. whole bunch of interesting reasons for why that is cinematically. Um, cool. Mm. There you go. After that is The Neon Demon. Yeah, arguably, whether it's a horror film or not, but this is from, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Nicholas Winding Refn, who did Drive and Only God Forgives. Uh, this is another stunningly beautiful film, I think, starring uh, Elle Fanning about being a model in LA. And then it goes to very, very, very dark places. Um, hmm. A lot of people hate it. Did we see this together, Ali, in LA? I remember being interested in seeing it, but I never saw it. I actually really like this movie a lot. I have a lot of problems with it, but I actually really like it because mm. it's very interesting and weird, but most people hate it. So, and I get that completely. I would, I would call it horror though. I just think it's a very strange horror. Huh. Well, next is a movie also that we watched during the big weekend, which is Raw. Raw, French cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> the film that many people threw up in apparently. I, ex- I guess because I heard those stories and you kind of gave like a little intro before watching that. During the horror weekend, I expected it to be a lot worse. So maybe because yeah. the bar was set there, I did all right with no, it. <laughs> I did too when I watched it. I was really ready to be shaken up. And instead I got to the end going, oh, I was still waiting for the really bad yeah. thing to happen. I was like, oh, that's it? Yeah. Um, no, I like this movie. I don't think it's as good as the buzz was, but I think it's... I, there's something about how these French movies feel. I like, you know, when they've got some money, but not too much money. And they've got some art house vibe to them and yeah horror horror definitely feels more raw when you got that art house vibe to it i think raw feels more it? raw is there anything else yeah there you go <laughs> uh, yeah we still have a few more we have four more martyrs oh, remake oh, shit. yeah we can skip over this this is just a remake of the french new wave extremity film uh martyrs which the remake's not worth watching and the original is maybe the most unsettled i've ever felt watching a movie oh. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't like it. Upset me. After that is Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> what a title. This, uh, the star of this is one of our friend Tamara and Nate. They both went to school with her. They're friends with her. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't really like this movie. I tried it. This was one of very few horror films. Actually, Lights Out was another one. Me and Katie started watching and we turned them off <laughs> halfway through, <laughs> which is very rare to do. Huh. Um, it wasn't because it's so bad it's just because it was so mediocre you know it's something so bad i'll keep watching there's it, some entertainment in that fun. yeah but it was just so just sort of mm. well last two we have sadako versus kayako uh this is the japanese film taking the sadako from, from the, the ring. ring and kayako from the grudge and doing what everyone had always wanted pitting them against each other in a <laughs> weird ghost wrestling match <laughs> 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 very strange movie the final film on this list is train to busan this is a really good korean film uh haruka is a massive fan of this film i think tamara is as well katie is i really like it a lot it's basically if you took snowpiercer and put zombies into it uh it's mostly set on this train 
with zombies in all the carriages and it's a big long korean horror action epic drama that's got a lot of heart to it it's very sad as well hmm. um, it's a cool film very cool cool film it's the kind of film that world war z should be but wasn't thank you very much ali so where are we then what does that mean for the landscape of horror this year in 2016 i don't really know is there a, is there a thread between any of those um, really you got two dolls all types of stuff i guess yeah. i guess what's the second doll Oh yeah, The Conjuring. Yeah. We've still got some spookies. We've got a little bit of slasher stuff. We've got some remakes still. We've got some sequels. We've got a couple of dealing a with, mix. I guess, handicaps. Like a deaf main character. Yeah, and Actually, no, two deaf main characters. Yeah, that's true. Is it two? Except Don't Breathe is... Oh, he's blind. He's blind. He's, yeah, blind. he's blind. So one blind, blind character, one deaf character. Okay. So finding more interesting, yeah, different, different lead characters that you can have and different angles for how to do horror yeah i don't know i know i do still feel we're still a bit lost right now in 2018 we're only two years on from this and i do feel we're still trying to figure out what is the next big thing what is what genre is everybody responding to right now that people are finally pretty fed up with zombies (laughs) (laughs) Or, or are they so yeah the purge election year 2016 as we said um it had an 11 million budget that's the same as anarchy do you think this film made more or less than anarchy or the first I would one. Yes, just more, just because it's a brand that's kind of, you know, getting more awareness over time. But you're correctly, you're correct. Cool. So the first post made about ninety million. The second one made about hundred. I think it was like hundred and five or something. This one made one hundred eighteen million. And it's been the highest gross of all of them, any of them yet. Hmm. I have a theory though with with franchises, which we talked about before, and I think the investors in Hollywood need to think about it more in this way. That 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 sequels gross is more reflective on how good the previous film was than the current one yeah if the current one's a nightmare then sure it'll affect it but otherwise everyone's so amped up from the last one they go in and spend their money and then you can have a really bad film make a lot of money but then you can have the one after that be really good and it makes no money but it's because they were burnt you know before absolutely i think so this I don't one, think a gross it could also be to do with the timeline of it it's called election year we were just coming off of having these just ridiculous presidential debates that we've had been that had been filling our lives through news and radio and all that so it could be because you mentioned it was going to be called something else it was indeed it was originally going to be called where is it well actually okay so originally it was going to be a prequel it was going to be the origin of the purge which is the next film that we're going to get mm. um, but then frank grillo accepted the offer to reprise his role as the punisher <laughs> so they decided to postpone that movie for the next one yeah it was going to be called the purge assassins oh, okay uh, mm. but then that was changed halfway through post-production now i don't remember exactly but it wasn't 2016 when assassin's creed came out Ah, uh, was it? I think so. Oh, he's on it. Look at you. Assassin's <laughs> Creed. I have so many Assassin's Creed things. I feel like that was 2016. Yeah, it was 2016. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, so I feel it's in post-production at some point, and there's some negative buzz going around for Assassin's Creed. They decide, let's not do that. And yeah, like you say, Ali, election year, that's a good way to get some interest. People are going there hoping to see some sly little nice jab at Trump or commentary, something. Yeah. Yep. Which is what we've been waiting for. No one dressed up in a Trump mask getting shot in the face or anything, which I was really expecting. (laughs) I thought something like that. I thought it was going to be like they had the debates, like little snippets of the debates as as it slowly gets smaller and smaller during primaries and everything. Mm. But yeah, they just have basically the two 
yeah. are running. Yeah, one very well, yeah, one very bad debate that we're getting to. Yes. Yeah. Carmen Ijogo uh from the last film, she was also asked if she wanted to reprise her role as Eva Sanchez, but she declined while laughing, apparently. Oh <laughs> and wow. said, okay. And said, No, I believe as an actress you get to change. I don't know if she means clothes or she just doesn't want work clearly interesting so i do like what what our friend james DeMonico wanted to do he said the first film told a story from the perspective of the rich the second from the perspective of the poor and now he wanted to do one from the perspective of the government right again he's very good i think at these broad ideas like you know he's been in hollywood a long time as a writer he's got good scope ideas unfortunately in the previous ones it's been his yeah actual details are ideas on yeah yeah and the film takes place it's a little hard to say exactly but from people who have done the math online because i couldn't be bothered to Hmm. they assure me that it was was set in march 2025 and it's just two years after anarchy Mm. so we're a little bit in the future yeah all right there really aren't that many facts about it i watched a whole bunch of interviews with the director and i'll be honest I just liked him less, not because he seemed like a not a nice guy, but because it was just so boring. It was like, it just didn't seem to anything. He just seemed like a real Hollywood person who wasn't smarmy or anything. He seemed perfectly fine. I'm sure he's a lovely man, but there was nothing really that exciting behind the thinking of a lot of it, you know? It was, and they don't have much time, to be honest. They've had these films out very quick succession. So you just got to, you know, got to do it. Keep pumping it probably out. probably why they're using a lot of the same crew. It's like, well, we know how to work together. Let's just do it. So we start off, we've got a Universal logo, and then we kick off with a rock song, 20th Century Boy. By who's this? T-Rex, isn't it? Yeah. I liked this. Yeah. Nice little vibe change for this stuff. Like, I was expecting, okay, are we going to get news footage again? Are we going to get more of sinister music? But no, rock song. Yeah. I actually was about to pull out my phone to Shazam the song, because I was like, wait, who sings (laughs) this? And then on screen, they show you the iPod playing, and it says T-Rex with like the big album cover. They Shazammed it for you. It did. I didn't even need to do (laughs) it. You want to be watching, like, (laughs) I I was watching the Scream TV show, and on the it's an MTV show, and on MTV shows, when you're watching a TV show, the music plays, it comes up in the bottom of the fucking screen telling you what that song is. Yeah. That's appalling. That's hilarious. (laughs) It really, really annoyed the shit out of me. And like, you can't even buy that series on iTunes. So it's like the only way to do it is to watch it for your MTV stuff. Or you have to... Um, actually, I think Netflix just got just got it, actually. But for a long time, that was the only way. Anyway. So they kind of do that for you here. Yeah, they show you the, uh, the iPod or the iPhone or whatever playing the song. And then it changed over to... Is it Vibe the Funk? What's it called? It's this funk song. Yeah. And we're hearing screams. And then we see a room that's covered in blood. And there's a family tied up. Um, and then a guy in a mask who's talking goofily about and like his purge sh- playlist. vibrating a lot. He like yeah. keeps shaking his head. Yeah, he's like, we don't know what your but dial is going to be yet. His voiceover was pretty so solid, so I was like, what, are you, what is that movement you're doing? <laughs> I think the direction was make your googly eyes shake. That's basically what he's told to do. <laughs> I went so quickly from going oh cool a rock song this is a different vibe yeah i went so quickly to hating this Me film because too. of his stupid vo his voiceover was so distracting like my first so note is bad. like oh my god i really like this opening and then oh never mind voiceover is really bad <laughs> it just didn't <laughs> match so at all did it no it totally ruined it and it's so annoying because the visuals was like they're okay like this could be creepy yeah but just that vo just ruined all of it which is a good lesson to learn like really pay attention to that vo yeah it's not good 
Uh, he says they've played a lot of Purge games that night, but it's time for one more, and it's Mummy's Choice, uh, which we presume means so that she gets dumb. to pick who's who's going to live. He's, I guess. He says that. I think he says, which it's Mommy's Choice, which one of you is going to live tonight. Sure. But then, I mean, we'll skip to it. Do we ever get an answer to that? No. Because <laughs> I feel no. they all died, didn't they? I thought it, because uh, we never come back to those people. I thought it was just like, oh, well, no, look at the scary shit that happens on no, the that's, purge. that's the senator. The senator. That's the oh, senator. that's him? Yeah, no, that's oh, her. her. That's her. Yeah. I did not that's put that together. That I journey. thought it was just like random people that they showed us at first. Right. No, I can, they don't tie it together because she doesn't talk about it much, but it's a little tiny bit later. Oh. And yeah, then, that, you know, don't have any sign of who she saved. That went over my head. I assumed that during the film they were going to cut back to it and you sort of see how it played out, but they never do anything with it. No. Is that, well, there's that no. one little moment that you talked about and then that's it. It's just kind of gone. So It's very weird. Yeah, so we skip 18 years later, two days before the annual purge. This is our first time starting before the actual purge day. News reports of riots are happening because there are rumours that the government are using the purge for their own economical agendas, which I don't know about you guys, but we're getting kind of tired of this is the only thing he has to say about yeah. But we get it. The government keeps killing people yeah. on Purge Day. Yeah. Like, I'm a little bored. But including, we now get Dante Bishop. He's been our blooded man. Now he's on TV. And he he's has really a name too now. Every film, he's gone from homeless to part of a sort of underground militia to now part of a big political sort of militia, I guess, which is on TV in interviews. Yeah. And they put him in front of some really bad CGI <laughs> green screen stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, just stick him on a normal street. You don't need to like oh, do all this random shit anyway. Anyway. And also, so there's an al- this is this Sorry, is just a broad comment. It really bothers me when films give two characters the same name. There are two Joes. Sergeant Who's is Joe, Joe Dick. No, no, no. Sorry, not Sergeant. The owner of the shop is Joe Dixon. And then yep. he's Joe yep. Bishop. No, he's Dante. Dante Bishop. Oh. Why did I write down Joe? <laughs> I'm all messed today? up in this What's film. <laughs> Can I just me. say as well, about this, uh, about all like the news footage and stuff like that, as, as someone who, you know, does read the news and do all that kind of stuff, it always annoys me with how badly they do it in films. Like, it never sounds like actual, how actual reporters or journalists speak. It's like, just get a reporter to write this for you. Yep. And... Yeah, it frustrates the hell Too out of me. Much Always takes me out of it. I agree. Like when we did Night of Living Dead ones, they actually got reporters for a lot of those to Good. come and do those. And it felt so much realer because of that. It felt really like chilling. I, I don't really... know what it is, whether just some people who write screenplays have this bizarre idea of how journalists and reporters speak. It's, they just talk <laughs> like normal people. Have you never watched the news? <laughs> it annoys I don't me think so much. People have. I'll tell you, honestly, one of the main reasons is because when you see a news reporter in a film, it's there for one reason only. It's for exposition. That's it's it. It's for we yes. don't know how to get this across. So we just, this is the easiest way. Let's put it in the new, on a newspaper, in a news reporter, whatever. Yep. Exposition, exposition. Yeah. So it's stupid. All right. So fine. News reports talking about all this shit. Um, there's an election happening and we've, we're learning about Charlie Roan is building momentum and she is, yeah, the lady from that opening scene. And she is anti the purge. She's trying to get it all over. And she seems to be swinging public opinion. Yeah. And then we cut to a room of grumpy, mostly grumpy old men. I think there's one grumpy old woman in there as well, who are the new founding fathers. So these are the people in the White House right now. Yeah. 
Like, is it is one of these people the president, but their their term is coming up, so someone else is they're putting forward someone else in their party? I guess so. The main the confused, main guy who calls her cunt senator. Yeah, many oh, times. God, Keeps yeah. calling a cunt over and over again. He's the president, I'm guessing, yeah? He, I mean, he seems to be in charge of leading that room. So I assume he's... I was a bit confused. Cause then there's the, and then there's the minister to the right who essentially is the other person who's up yeah. for election. So I'm guessing this person's term is... Like, two terms is over. So they're trying to elect the next person from the group. Yeah. And they've been going yeah. now for, what, yeah. 25 years then or whatever it is? Because they mentioned 25 years at one point. Uh, yeah, in this scene. Because he's told that she's only a point behind and they took office 25 years ago. Um, which would put that first film as happening. And if this is 2025, is that what I said? In 2000. And put yeah. the first film. Sorry, to, in, it would have started in 2000. And uh, yeah, 2000. Which doesn't work, does it? Which doesn't work at all. No. Because the first film was in 2013 when it came out. So unless it was taking place in the past. When was the, uh, the first film was set a good few years on for 2013, wasn't it? So Yeah, it was like 2018, it seemed I think. To be, yeah, and it seemed to yeah. be presuming that The Purge had started in 2013, but I think, but from this, they definitely said he took office 25 years ago. Oh no, this says 2022. In my notes, I wrote down that, that little screen where they have like the stats of the oh, unemployment okay. rate and everything, and it says 2022. Right. That's what but we then they were in showing footage of the purges from 2017 and 2018. But then now I'll put it back even further. If they say they took office 25 years ago and it's in 2022, that means they started in... The late 90s. 1997 or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> is, it, is there supposed to be a, like a correlation to real world well, time? Hang on. <laughs> there well, must hang on, be I if guess... they're saying America and giving us dates. Well, and also, uh, to be fair, they could have taken office 25 years ago, but then not instated the purge until there were a bunch of terms in. Yeah. You know, like it could have been just their party's been in office for a long time. Then eventually they instated the purge in 2013 or whatever it was. And yeah. Hmm. All right. We'll give them that one. <laughs> this very muddled 1%, 5% fucking, in, you know, unemployment rates. Yeah. All that shit. So yeah, he opens with, is the cunt that close? <laughs> Which Jesus Christ. Not many times you get to say that word on a podcast, <laughs> but hey, we're quoting the film. The president is not a happy boy, <laughs> and he's calling their opponents idealistic pigs. So this is surely, these are the scenes where, hey, I don't even need this scene. I don't need to even see what's going on behind the closed doors. I don't need it all painted out for me. It would be more effective for me later to learn about these people in the twists later and stuff. Absolutely, or, you know. yeah. yeah. Um, but if you're going to do it, this is the scene where I should understand their point of view, isn't it? Not that they're all obviously evil. <laughs> You know? Yeah. yeah it's, it's like, here's a room of evil people. Uh, well, that's what's like with villains. They're so much scarier if you see sense in them and you don't see any sense in these people. Yeah. Do you know how different this film would be if at some point, and particularly here at the beginning, you had a scene that actually maybe found a way to convince you of their point of view. So then you were ideologically struggling throughout the rest of the movie as well. Yeah. And you're with the lead girl because you want to be with her. But you're also going, you know what? But these I people still also have a kind point. of understand what they're saying. Exactly. Like, think how good that would be. Yeah. But no, they're evil. Did either um, of you, they have to do. Were either of y'all bothered by the horrendous lighting in not only this meeting room, but a couple scenes? In the whole film. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All of it? Yes. <laughs> Pretty much the whole film. I noticed it in the deli, particularly. Yeah, the deli and this meeting room are the two that I noticed it most with like the ridiculous 
amount of sunlight coming through yes. the windows. I'm going to say this right now. I was bewildered in the second film how it looked so much better than the first film. It still didn't look amazing, but it looked so much better than the first film. Yeah. And particularly considering how much harder it must have been to do. And the direction was so much better. This film... I don't know what happened with that second film because this film looks so much worse than the second film. Yeah. This was like a TV film. Like, yeah. It really does. And it costs exactly the same amount of money. Yeah. And I'd argue there's less locations. I mean, there's at least a comparative. It's at least kind of similar amount of stuff going on. Yeah. I don't understand. I'm like, what happened in that second one? Did someone else actually come in and DP and shoot that <laughs> film? Because it's, <laughs> it's bewildering. And yeah, it looks, it looks pretty bad. It's really bad. It really does. Yeah, he's saying they have to do something about these cocksuckers. Cocksuckers. <laughs> Suckers. Uh, and the cunt senator again. Uh, so we're going to use this year's purge to do some spring cleaning. Evil people. <laughs> uh, it just... really definitely feels like we're in a B-movie sequel here, right? Like yeah, this is, yeah, this is third part of a horror series. But not one that's still going to cinema. Like this movies, they make so much money. These should be getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. I hate the forced cursing too. Like none of it feels yeah. natural at no. all. It feels like we want these people to be really evil and mean to say lots of bad words. Like none of it you feels. Could, you can feel the actor feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it does not roll I actually off think, the tongue. I think he does quite a good job with the script he's given. I think he's quite yeah. good. Which just really takes his power away as a character. And then, yeah. you know, if they've been in office for 25 years, why are they so worried about this little independent woman but you can say it. you can say the word <laughs> this little this you know woman this she's woman. one point behind man one point the tides are changing yeah then we cut to the punisher he's mm. back or the bodyguard he as i is back. dubbed him for I know. this film but now he's kevin costner he's gonna i'm afraid he's gonna continue to be the punisher because it's just the punisher in disguise he just got a day job put on a suit <laughs> he's trying. Got, a, got a little haircut Did you expect did you expect him to be back? Kind of. Because I did not. Mostly, be I expected somebody from the previous film to be back just because they did that with bringing the bloody stranger back in the second one. So I figured someone would make was, another was appearance. Was it the doll tank robot from the first film? Did you expect that to come back? <laughs> exactly. Like, that would have made me so happy. What's his name? Timmy. Where's Timmy? Timmer! Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do that every time I say his name. <laughs> I wouldn't have expected it, no. I only, it's only because I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Ah, okay he's back. Cheating. But, cheating. But no, I wouldn't have expected it. I got excited for a second because I was kind of feeling down about this movie and then he comes in. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Even though he's really bad. Yay, the non-realistic character is here again. Exactly. Hmm. I don't know. I was just happy for something. But yeah, now he's an agent protecting Senator Roan who's given a speech. Well, not giving a speech. They're doing a debate, like the last debate for voting. And the politics here is so dull and basic that even I could write it. You know, it's one of those scripts where you're like, this is just, this is the kind of thing you write without doing any research. Yeah, they didn't talk <laughs> yeah. to anybody who actually works in politics to be like, can you reword this for us? Here's what we want to say. Yeah. It just sounded really Or stupid. even just watch a presidential debate. That's you what know, I thought they were going to be like talk. creating characters from the actual debates, like having one person to represent loosely each person that we had been seeing yeah. in the US presidential debate, which would have been really cool. Well, those, yeah. you know, a so slightly affable woman versus a very right wing old man. So, I mean, <laughs> it was kind of similar. <laughs> Fair. 
Yeah. So anyway, she's like rallying people and doing a pretty good job, and she seems very fearless. And then they start. They make a point, which I feel finds weird. They make a point of really driving home. She's done it so many times before. She keeps breaking security protocol. It's like really driving at home. Like that's going to come in useful later on. I don't know if it does, to be honest. Not really. And then we get <laughs> that line. So we cut over to what are going to be one of our other groups. There's a bunch of blue collar workers in a convenience store. We got Joe and some other people. They're watching on TV. She's got little titties, <laughs> but she's got some big ass balls. <laughs> <laughs> These lines are ridiculous. Oh my god! And they're just like, I'm not paying attention. This? I'm just thinking of waffles and pussy. Yes. <laughs> hilarious and then he says it again and again and again oh my god so i want to call it out right right here so this is a majority a group of black people who are kind of their own makeshift family i think of just friends who've sort of come together around this convenience store yeah and then there's one hispanic guy who's joined them who we find out later had a record in spain was presumably having trouble getting a job sorry mexico sorry he presumably had trouble getting a, a job and then joe who owns this convenience store took him in and they're just, you know, a nice little family. And it was reminding me a bit of the vibe of the second film with some of these characters. He had a line which but, was cool when they were talking about the purge Marcos did, where he basically says every day was like the purge in Wattis, which is right. Wattis is where it's like not the, is the most dangerous city consecutively year by year, I think, in North America. And that's where all right. of Sicario is based and all that. I thought it was cool that they're oh, referencing okay. like the war on drugs and all the violence in Wattis. Well, but just I fear to- though it's mostly because they need him to be able to shoot well. Huh. <laughs> I was going to say, it's only <laughs> nice they- for this little moment. It doesn't really ever get they deeper than that. They need that line that. later where he's a really good shot and he's like, well, where I come from, everybody knows how to shoot, basically. <laughs> yeah, I just want to call it out right now. Like, so, okay, so this lead guy who I read out his IMDb earlier because he's very sought after in Hollywood he again i'm not judging actors they could be lovely people his dialogue in this i can't comprehend it was written by the writer director like if i feel like it has to have been something where he just let him say what he wants to say because he says so many weird things that are so borderline terribly racist that i can't imagine it was written that way on the page like, did that not stick out for you guys? Like, he was just, I was so uncomfortable almost every time he opened his mouth. Yeah. Because he was saying really weird stuff. Yeah, I agree. I thought most, a lot of the dialogue throughout the film was really off. Really, really off. As soon as a line comes along saying, I'm thinking about waffles and pussy, like, I don't give the writer any credit for <laughs> not being a horrible racist. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I mean, in the right context, it could have been hilarious, but yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) it's also good to say not, not a good meal. Uh, March the twentieth, one day before the purge, the NFFA are revoking uh, the purge rule that everyone. uh, Sorry, that uh, what's the word that government officials basically above a certain ranking can't be killed level 10 whatever that means wasn't it level so, 10 that's yeah. the one um so everybody now is viable to be killed and they're basically just making this up as they go along so that people and themselves with their underground like the units that they send out can kill the senator who's looking like she could get win the presidential election so the punisher's freaking out and he wants to put her in a secure location but she's like nope not gonna hide they can you can make my house as safe as you want but i'm fucking staying it's very important so here's Maybe the only interesting idea in this entire film for me, and they fucking shrug through it in two scenes. 
uh, but tourists are flying in to take place in The Purge. Yes. So we have a bunch of people coming like, we love America, we're here for this American freedom, we want to do, take part in The Purge. Which is something I hadn't even thought about before. It's yeah, like, I hadn't is that either. legal? Do you have to be a citizen? Like, you know, what do you? What happens to tourists if they just happen to be there during the purge? Yeah. But yeah, here we actually have, this is part of their tourism now, which they're calling murder tourism. Which I think is, yeah, both sickening and brilliant. Like, that's another great idea. Yeah. And you could do a lot with it. I imagine it would be hard to, <laughs> like, regulate that. Because at first I was like, is that legal? That seems like it wouldn't be allowed. But I guess there's, like, if someone happens to be there... If they fly there a few weeks before it starts or something, how do you stop it? Well, yeah, because America, for instance, I know has certain rules because there are lots of obviously countries around the world. There are lots of different rules to do with violence and sex and all that stuff. And I know certain countries like America really cracks down on stuff. Like I think recently even they passed some laws of you because it used to just be if you're in that country, you could do whatever that country's rules are. And now they're starting to be, no, you're judged by our rules, even when you're abroad because you're representing us abroad kind of thing. So, like, if you go to a country and do something that would be illegal in our country, then we will judge you as that yeah. when you come back well, it's kind of like with recreational yeah. marijuana. If you are visiting a state that it's legal in, but you're from Texas, like, if someone with a Texas ID came here and tried to buy marijuana, they'd check your ID at the front door and don't let you in. Unless you're sure. a California yeah. resident. Well, and that's even state by state, which is even more, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's even more intense. Because state by state, there are different rules. Whereas by country and continent by continent, obviously radically different rules. So yeah, I feel with the purge for sure, countries abroad would be like, no, we don't want you going to America to kill people, <laughs> rape people, yeah. and steal shit and bring it back, you know? But hey, it's an interesting idea at least to play with it. And I'm happy for them to make this ridiculous thing happen because at least it's something new. And I got hopeful here. I was like, cool, are we going to get something interesting with this? Which we, I mean, we get one more scene of it, which we'll get to, but go that far with it. So then we keep bouncing back to Joe's deli, as we learn it's called, and we see some schoolgirls stealing shit, and then rock music, which is really inappropriate rock music in this, as, as uh, what's her name end up being? The kick-ass girl, woman? Pequeña Muerte. Lay- Fucking Do you mean her okay. real name? Yeah. Or her nickname? Yeah, sure. Her real name <laughs> I can't is say that. Lainey Rucker. Lainey, okay. Just this rock music when she turns up to stop them from stealing stuff, and it's like, doo-doo, doo. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> And uh, yeah, like, so the teenage girl was calling a whole bunch of shit to Joe, but then when she turns up, like, oh my God, we used to, like, used to be our hero and stuff. And, and we never really learn what she used to do, do no, we? No, we don't really see any of her past. No. Other, she, like, shows really back up that night and she's like, Pequeña Muerte is back. And that's it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> are we missing? I, in my head, I was like, did I, is she in one of the previous films and I missed it or something? It's like, maybe she will be in the first part, so maybe we'll see her yeah. in the next movie. Who knows? But oh my God. This schoolgirl is insufferable. Yeah, she's awful. <laughs> awful. Oh, throw me up the fucking wall. I just was so angry. It, was, it really made me, it made me feel like this director had just forgotten how to do anything. He had just been like, he just sort of said to her, just, you know, be obnoxious. <laughs> Make up Great. stuff. Do it again. Keep talking about More candy. obnoxious. Awesome. Do it again. More than the last one. Oh, so insufferable. And just insane. the shots they were doing, like, right up in her face as she's, like, rolling her eyes really yeah. wide and then, like, opening her, her like, mouth. With her, like, little candy, little, like, pigtail buns on her head. It's oh, like, this is ridiculous. God. Really, really annoyed me. Yeah, and obviously, because they did a stupid shot of her, like, looking back at him for ages, obviously setting up for something that's going to happen later. Completely. Like, they'd linger on it for so long. <laughs> and then we learned that, um, Lainey, Lainey? Yeah. 
Lainey. Yeah, used to be this used to um, shoplift in this store, and now she's a part of their family. Then we come back to the Punisher, who's telling people what to do to secure the senator's house. And he's got this great... Again, all this dialogue feels like they just made it up as they went along. Because he's literally going, I want men there, I want men there, I want a lot of men down there. <laughs> he literally does That's what he says. It's like, all right, anyone can do your job. Yeah. And then he goes upstairs and does more of that. It's like, we should have some men over there, men over there, men over there. You're like, okay. <laughs> so, just everywhere, just basically. People, things that can be killed easily. It's fucking, oh, it's really bad. And then he says that you know, we find out there's a secret little safe room. That's his sort of backup. And then we, yeah, go back again to Joe's Deli. And he gets a call that his insurance purge coverage has been raised at the last second. So he decides, I'll just have to protect this place myself. And everyone doesn't want him to. They're like, it's just stuff. But it's his stuff, damn it. It's the American dream. My candy. Exactly. And then we get this beautiful, beautiful slow motion shot as he throws his apron down. <laughs> Do you notice that? So much slow-mo in this film. <laughs> so it's like someone slow showed him the slow motion button on the camera. It's like, oh God, I need to use that oh every day. God. That's brilliant. And then the music's all serious, like, oh my god, he's gonna have to protect his deli. And he just throws his apron down in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Uh, Purge night, 12 minutes to go. Senator and a Punisher in lockdown at her place. Convenience store is all shut up. Joe takes a chair onto the roof with some guns. And this is where we learn that Lainey provides these sort of voluntary ambulance runs on Purge night, where she goes out with a friend in this this armored ambulance vehicle driving around again it's a nice idea yeah like yeah. that idea yeah little underground do you remember what was medics what was that film with Nicolas Cage where he played a medic and it was <laughs> all set I think it's Oliver Stone directed it and it's all set like on one night and it's actually really good it's like really dark huh. about being a medic and what that world is like as a night in an ambulance um, I was like just do the whole film like that or something you know I would prefer seeing the whole film from the perspective of this little rogue ambulance that's driving yeah, around the city and all the things of... they come across. But again, he's got these good ideas and it doesn't know what to do with them, I feel, you know? And you've got to really feel for these two poor security guards who are left outside the senator's lockdown house, right? They're just standing there as the <laughs> lockdown <there>. happens. <laughs> They're like, uh, we're outside? Do they uh, even have any guns or anything in their hands? I don't think they do, do they? They do. No, they do. They're, they do. Yeah, okay. they're armed. Okay. But still... You're like, yeah, this is a fucking chump job, isn't it? <laughs> it's not going to go well. Oh, the senator who clearly the hit's been put out on her because they just lifted for the first time ever yeah. the rule that you're allowed to kill these people and we have to stand outside her door on the other side of the fucking gates. Great. I would go home at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Phoning in sick. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So the purge announcement begins. This is where we learn that a rule has been revoked. Um, and then the senator has a little chat with the Punisher. He tells her that he applied for the job because he lost his son. So I guess this is a necessary scene in case someone didn't see the last one. You have to learn a little bit about him. Do you feel like, because would you care about him in this film if we didn't know him from Anarchy? I think so. This is your... I think so. I think I like him more in this than in Anarchy. Okay. You like him more as Kevin Costner than as the Punisher. (laughs) Get it. (laughs) So the ambulance is driving around. There's a big peace knot not purge party that's happening which they're laughing at we get to see a whole bunch of stuff out in the streets there's a group out killing each other they see beheadings people tied to the front of cars being driven around by what looks like the band Darth Punk <laughs> so many masks in these films like they're really cool actually like yeah, a variety really cool. of different weird masks 
what does confuse me, this film really hammed it home for me, is like, I know we talked about it a bit in the other films, but basically on Purge Day, it's not just that murder and everything is legal. It's that everyone just goes fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, absolutely nuts. But to the point where it's like normal life could not resume afterwards. Because you're, if you're that nuts, you're nuts. All the time. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like, like that's irreconceivably crazy how people go on Purge Night. And yeah, just like, I mean, the dressing up all makes sense, I guess, because you want to keep your anonymity for when you see people again. You don't want them to know that was you yeah. who did those things. Because again, it's an interesting discussion of, okay, well, if all that's happening on Purge Night is just saying your government isn't judging you, but everybody else is, also, and you're fucking nuts. How do you, what <laughs> scares me is like, if you're taking part in this, how do you know that someone you kill in a mask isn't someone that you actually know and really like? Yeah, like, oh man, that's Kevin from but chemistry no class. I love Kevin. <laughs> no one cares. No one likes Kevin in the purge night. <laughs> Everybody's just fucking crazy. Just off the scale crazy. And I just don't, I don't know, I don't buy it. I think it is, in the last film, they tackle it a little bit, which they say that the reason the government started getting involved is because America was not killing enough people, which I think is more interesting to see a realistic side of it where not the majority of America would take part in this. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. I mean, I guess what we're seeing are the extreme people have gone out on these runs. Yeah. They probably are crazy. But then they couldn't, like, even these schoolgirls we're going to get to you later, they couldn't operate as normal people, like, in the daytime. You couldn't go to school. They don't. They that you see them in the like, deli beforehand. And everything would change. Like, teachers would not be able to teach because you'd be worried to piss off any of your students because they will fucking come and kill yeah. you on post yeah. It's like... Like, the world would just not work with a purge night because it changes the perspective of everything. Anyway, we've got dead bodies lining the steps of the Washington Monument. And then, yeah, someone comes out and asks the ambulance for, for some help. And it turns out later that she shot her own husband, but then regretted it <laughs> later on. <laughs> she shot him, was it, because of the, just his stupid face or something? Yes. <laughs> his face looked stupid. But she stupid. didn't feel any better afterwards. Yeah. She yeah, learned her lesson. Lied. Joe's chilling out on his roof. His co-worker joins him, Marcos. It's purge night. You don't sneak up on black people. Yep. <laughs> My God. Again, you can't write that, can you? I want to see the script. I don't believe any of this. I don't believe any of There's no dialogue in this script. <laughs> I think there's just like someone says shit. Make it up. So bad. So then a car just obscured with LED lights comes careening down the road. Not practical. And this is what I mean by just mental. Like, people is like, that takes time. They have to go, oh, it's purge night. Let's go kill someone. Okay, we'll do that. Let me decorate my car. (laughs) First of all, like, what we've learned about the future is fairy lights are really fucking in. It's like being back in 1992. (laughs) Like, people fucking love fairy lights in the future. They're everywhere. And they're like, we've got to get in those fucking garters and bodices and put some crazy masks on before we can go kill anyone. Well, the guy like, at the beginning is saying this is Halloween for adults. So they've turned it into this yes. whole fashion show and fancy well, dress party. Yeah, I have, it, I have it written down later was the realization of when they say all crime is legal, they're also talking about fashion crime because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of terrible fashion that happens uh, only on Purge Night, I'm hoping. This could really be like Shaun of the Dead funny if they just went for all the silly, ridiculous shit that would happen on this night. It really could. 
Yeah, no, it really, really could. And again, this is one of those moments like we talked about in the first film where you got the girls like Manson style skipping down the hallway with her machetes. Yeah. This should be iconic imagery. Like you got these girls stepping out and they got these sexy dresses on and they got the masks on that look scary and they got assault rifles. This should look fucking cool. And he's hit that slow-mo button. (laughs) (laughs) He's found it again. But that's it. As far as he's concerned, it's like, okay, there's some cool art design going on there and it should look fucking cool, but he just doesn't know how to shoot it. Like, he doesn't know what to do with these, like, good broad ideas that he has. Yeah. Instead, it just looks tacky and stupid. Like, I don't know. Frustrates me. Really does. But anyway, turns out, yeah, of course, it's a schoolgirl from earlier and she starts shouting up at Joe because she wants her candy bar. And oh my God, if I have to hear this fucking girl say candy anymore in this film. There's this one line that she delivers, which was just the fucking awful. It was, happy purge, you old fuck. And just the oh. way she says it, it's like, who's told you to say it that way? Yeah. Oh. And one of this, because she says you old fuck a couple times, I think, on one yeah. of them, you can see spit come out of her mouth and I think hit the hmm. camera. I'm almost positive <laughs> it hits the camera. <laughs> Love it. I reckon the camera, I reckon the uh, sorry, director would have got excited about that. He's like, yeah, do <laughs> that like, yeah. again. So real. I can more. feel your real spit emotion. <laughs> That's real acting. <laughs> No, she's abs- She's absolutely terrible, but I think she's been guided very badly yeah. by the director. Yeah, agree. Yeah, and then she says that she already took care of her mum and dad. Uh, Marcos shoots her in the ear, so she just goes away quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> even though they've got assault rifles on them, they don't even fire for one shot. No. And, and I'm, like, not being, I'm not being funny. Like They've already shown their intentions. You would just... You would kill her, wouldn't you? Oh, you, you would I fucking think. kill her for sure. But, and she's already said she's killed her parents. Yeah. So yeah. that's justification enough. Just just to finish her off now. Come on. Yeah. And then she says, we'll be back. It's like, well, yeah, all right. As soon as she says that, take them out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. What happens then? Oh, yeah. We go ahead back to the senator's place. And we learn that two of the people in the house are in cahoots with the government. So they're texting that we're all set and all this shit. So they've done like a video loop. Um, so the Punisher can't tell anything's going on while this... And again, I don't want to call them. Should we just call them mercs? They're like government mercs, I guess. Mercs. Yeah. That move in to take out the guards outside. Again, these poor guys. They just don't even know what's happening. They're just standing yeah. around. And, <laughs> um, and then Eric lets the government team inside the house. Fucking Eric. What a dick. What a prick. And the Punisher, though, then I do like, again, this is a cool, could have been a cool moment, but it doesn't really work for me. I don't know if it worked for you guys. And the Punisher's talking to one of the team on the CTV, but he doesn't react in the video, so he tries to talk to another one. He doesn't react. Yeah. And then he does that button that they always do in films to learn, oh, it's been looped because I pressed command escape board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you see, yeah, you see him do the, like... Something. Motion that oh, he yeah, does yeah. To, at the beginning of the night. It should have been a cool moment, all right? I mean, like, again, if we didn't know, you know, if, like, this director stopped telling us everything... If we yes. didn't know that, and then we're with him on that journey, and then he's looking at it, and suddenly you're like, oh, shit. And you suddenly realize everybody's dead outside. Yeah. And you don't yeah. know where they are, if they're already inside, or what's going on. Like, that would be, that's how you create tension in horror, is you don't tell you us don't everything. don't show us everything that's <laughs> happening. Yeah, but he's determined to fucking walk us through it all. Yeah, so then the Punisher goes over to the senator, and he gives her a flak vest and pulls up the rug, and he's got a special, like, exit that goes to then a window downstairs onto the street. Can I just say as well, he says, this is not a drill. Yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. why, why would it be a drill? <laughs> what, uh. We thought it'd be fun tonight to do some yeah, role play. exactly. Just uh, to freak you out. Some practice stop, drop, and rolls. Fucking hell. 
So he kills a couple of army guys with the tiniest blade I've ever seen. I love that. His little ring. It's like it's like he once got shot by a bow and arrow and he kept, you know, the, the metal bit from the end for, for sentimental purposes. Just found a welder, down, made it into some jewellery. I've written down nice stabby stabby, which I think is a <laughs> really good way to define that little fight scene, stabby stabby. It's definitely a little so. stabby stabby. And then the head of the army guy, or Mercs, I guess, takes off his mask and he's got, oh my God, tattoos on his face. So evil. And then even more <laughs> evil, he has Nazi symbols on him, doesn't he? Like, like says, a, what, yeah, it actually says white power, is, doesn't it? I saw his, white uh, power. Yes. Was it on him or was it on like a baseball cap or someone's uniform? I thought it was, I thought it was actually a tattoo. Oh, is I it? Yeah, just... I think he's got a tattoo. He's got some weird ones and then he has a patch mm. that's the Nazi symbol. But before it was a Nazi symbol, it was a symbol of peace and sometimes. So uh, maybe that's what it represents for him. Because ah. he seems pretty nice for most <laughs> of the movie, actually, to be fair. <laughs> I kept thinking, well, he's going to be terribly evil, but he's actually pretty chilled out for the majority of the movie just yeah. doing his job he doesn't shoot any of his people he's kind of like nice to his his people and stuff like looks weird uh, but oh my god just so over the top like with the tattoos with oh, the, yes. with, yeah it's just uh, the punisher as they're escaping takes a shot to the shoulder that seems to happen a lot in these movies got shot in the heart <laughs> again <laughs> so he blows up the room that they're in which you think he should have done first right it was <laughs> like, it was loading Oh, was it loading? Yeah, the before they left, he like clicked a switch and it started like preparing. Because then they they it's cut back to the room and the guy's looking at it. That and he's like, wait, some, what is this? And then a couple seconds later, he sets it off. explosives if you've got to let it buffer. Yeah. <laughs> <That is laughs> explosion buffering. I feel the senator could afford just one button Cannot press explosion. Cannot connect to network. That's stupid. That is stupid. It's got the spinning wheel of doom. Um, we get a kind of cool wide aerial shot. We don't get any of those cool top-down shots we got in the last one. But we get one wide one here of Washington, D.C. up in smoke and fire. Yeah. And then we're back with this ambulance team who are heading to Joe's to help them out and, well, just to check in on them. And we learn Marcos is the, is the name of the other friend because they don't really give us the names for quite a while. And then a truck drives by collecting bodies, keeping Washington clean. Again, nice little ideas. Things that might happen. Um, and then they notice very subtly that a drone is following them. Also decked <laughs> out in LED lights. Yeah. Because <laughs> even the drones get Red, dressed up blue. for Bird's Day. I actually, I thought of the Jim Jeffries bit at this part because in the end of his like gun control bit, he starts talking about how the reason the Second Amendment was created was to fight against a tyrannical government. And he ends it by being like, you realize the government has drones, right? You're bringing guns to a drone <laughs> yes. fight. And I thought of that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they would be fucked. They don't use drones. Because like, even these ones, I don't really understand. Because then they say something about it's like to do with like regular people on the streets or something. Like, one of, really yeah, confused. one of the ones they find, I think he says, oh, that's not a government one. That's just some people fucking yeah, around. Just following us. Yeah. It's like, yes, you're right. If the government would be using fucking drones to find them. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. What I quite like though was on the um when you sort of see the point of view from the drone, all the text is in Russian. Oh, was it? And I wasn't sure like if that was just to allude to if the whole Russian a... hacking scandal oh. or is that me overthinking and giving him giving too much credit? Him, probably giving him a little way too, too much, much credit. credit. Yeah. Way too much credit. There were a couple of nods in here though, actually. I, I forgot to mention, but the senator's house that they just blew up is actually the same house as Frank Underwood's house in House of Cards. Huh. Oh, nice. Kind of cool. Uh, and the candy bar that the fucking girl 
want so badly is an Apollo bar. And that's a subtle nod to Lost, which the Apollo bar comes from. Um, right. Two of the actors in this film, including Senator Rowan, were in Lost. So that's a little nod for them. And also, yeah, when the Punisher's putting the house into lockdown, he's using the Sandin security system, which is Ethan Hawke's company. That's right. The first film. Sandin, nice. Sandy, and Sanders. All the same Thought family. Thought it all through. Thought it all, yeah. Yeah. The multi, depends what year it is, but yeah. you know, different names. So Nazi boy says that they need her alive. So let's find her before the crazies do. Punisher realizes there's a drone tracking them. So then we get some, yeah, that drone POV you're talking about. And then he just blows it up. So that was kind of for nothing. But then they get ambushed and are tasered unconscious. Everybody's wearing president masks. And this is where I'm thinking we're definitely going to see a Trump mask at some point. But it doesn't happen. And these are the people from most of the posters. They're and they're only in this scene. Because in the anarchy, we get like the the ice cream truck and yeah. biker gang. Yeah. But they're present they throughout. they reoccur a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But this is it for the people in the front. Because I like, I like the look. There's all this LED Statue of Liberty masks yeah. and like president masks. I thought it was pretty cool. But this is it. This is the only scene. And this is what ties into our tourism. Because we get them. They start beating them all to the floor. So they really overpower the Punisher pretty easily here as well, which is surprising. Um, but hey, Europeans, right? That's why I like him um, in this one. He's got weaknesses. Right, He's okay. a human. <laughs> he is a human. Yeah, and it's a group of tourists, presumably the ones we saw from the beginning, but don't really know. And Joe and Marcus see it happening because it's happening all on their street. And they're just screaming all this shit. They're just like, you know, yeah, we love America. Like, we love your ideals and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Again, it's just such a shrug towards what could have been something really interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Joe and Marcus suddenly turn into fucking badasses mow down all these tourists without accidentally shooting any of the people on the ground <laughs> and then step out of the shadows while pulling back hoods to music doing a <laughs> <laughs> it was like are we watching arrow or something like what the fuck is going on here like before that he was worried about even shooting his gun because he's not a fighter yeah <laughs> so they take them into the deli and then we get another bit of great dialogue here from Joe, where he goes, ha, 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 shit. <laughs> so bad. He does a proper shit. How do you think that's written in the script? Well, I wrote how many, it as... How many I wrote it as S-H-E-E-E-T. I put some E's in there. I put S-H-E-E-E-E-E-I-I-I-I-I-T. I think you need that shit. Oh, that's really bad. Uh, but the Punisher's bleeding out, and he says, this place is moderately secure. Maybe we stay here. <laughs> In the beautiful broken English that he does quite often. <laughs> um, but they've stopped patching him up regardless. And then the teenage girls come back with lots more teenage girls, presumably, and more weapons, blade saws. What are those things? Band saws? I don't know what the fuck. They're. Things that rotate and break into places by cutting through metal. <laughs> buzzsaw? Buzzsaws. Buzzsaws. Thank you. That's the yeah. word. Big old buzzsaws. Hey, and because they're all in slow motion, they're clearly cool. <laughs> That's how you know. So much. It's, every time you see these girls, it's in slow motion the entire time. And she just won't fucking stop talking about the candy. Like, I just... It really, it made me absolutely mental. It made me so yep. angry with this <laughs> film. So they start soaring away into the shop and they're doing the front and the back. And then the ambulance turns up and just fucking mows them down to rock music. Oh, yeah. I love that bit. <laughs> Such like, a again, I needed like a reaction shot because I was like, oh, she just took out the main people and we don't really get the gratification of that, you know? 
Like, I was so happy to see them die this way. But it's like, I needed, like, a oh my god shot of that fucking girl's face. You get a little bit because she's she still alive on the floor once Lainey gets out of the That's car. That's true. And she's looking up That's at her true. and then and she then points she the gun right off. at her face and shoots it. She is far too intact for how quickly she was hit by a bloody ambulance, though. Oh, yeah. She's just lay there on the floor. Yeah, you know, she's like, just, oh, like, just like propped up by her elbows. To my toe. She's yeah. like, but can you like pulling off a plaster. The quicker you hit someone with a car, <laughs> the less happens to yeah, them. Yeah. You just sort of glide over them like a hovercraft. <laughs> um, yeah, and then she just blows her head off. And that was pretty cool. Like she gets like a huge. Yeah, that was a cool shot. I like that. Yeah. This was one of those bits where, like, well, look, this is a bad movie, but it did make me feel a bit sick in my heart. Because you're kind of looking at it, you look getting these idea of teenage girls who are that annoying and that self righteous, and then they're killing their parents, and then they're going to like fight over candy. And then someone else just comes along and blows their head off after running them over. And I was like, yeah, this makes me feel sick. Just the idea of the world devolving yeah. to this. Yeah. And I just wish like, it just made me realize how sickening this film could be. It could be like, if you played it with the right amount of humor and the right amount of seriousness, it could be like the battle royale of this generation, which is, it's mixes those elements so well together where you feel this political commentary, but you're dealing with a lot of kids killing each other and it makes you feel really sick inside. Yeah. So there's still some girls at the back of the shop who are trying to break in. Uh, so they all get in the ambulance and leave because the, you know they killed the other so easily, <laughs> and they're literally saying, "Hey, this place is fine." These are this is the only problem of these girls, the candy girl gang, and they can kill them easily. And instead, they decide, "No, let's leave." Everyone's gone quiet. Is it? <laughs> okay. Well, they're still coming in Just the me. back. Yeah, but like, do you they know how prepare. many of them they are can there? Yeah. with their guns? And they got loads of guns, go. and there's a whole bunch of them now. They can fucking take yeah. them. Yeah, it's not. I guess he thought it was not secure anymore not moderately secure anymore <laughs> so this is where we get an introduction of another character in the film and it is a big old cgi helicopter oh my jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> did they just get a playstation one just to render this helicopter i mean <laughs> wow didn't look great no. I mean, not, not the worst but it did not look great yeah i was flying around washington looking for the senator because again no drones but hey they got a helicopter <laughs> 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 so we get we get shots as they're driving through town they're trying to go to some they mentioned briefly they're going to go to some safe house safe zone or whatever uh they get this tree with people hanging again these cool ideas like i don't know who's coming up with these imagery ideas but it's cool little snippets of imagery here they just don't do much with it yeah and then the chopper turns up and starts shooting at them how do they know that they're there i don't know it's a big old city cameras the tracking oh that's right that's right of course yeah, of course. So I was right. I'm reading my notes as I was writing it. This is before I wrote we the same thing. It. Yeah. How did they know he was there? It's okay. So as they drive from the chopper, they see a group battling with swords and axes, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Go medieval. <laughs> and this is when the Punisher realizes that a bullet in his shoulder is a tracker. So despite being in an ambulance with people who do medical attention to people throughout the city every purge night, to so clearly trained nurses in some regard, they all just stand and, and watch, watch him. him pull the bullet out of his own shoulder. It's ridiculous. I'll do it myself. And you even hear them sort of going like gasping, going, oh my God. It's like, you fuck, you're They just sit there and watch. They don't, like it, <laughs> she could at least be like, why don't you let me do that? And he could be like, no, that's fine. But offer. <laughs> just watch him do it and aghast like how could you <laughs> fucking help him there <laughs> so stupid and plus we know it's a tracking bullet because it's also got led lights in it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love lee's um, laugh <laughs> <laughs> 
So the gangs then nearby who are doing medieval shit start to approach them. I feel bad saying these lines, but I'm directly quoting. So unless anybody else wants to say these lines, I don't know if you've written down these ones. Am I going to do it? Saw you. Right. I've, I've, I've written down one of the lines. I don't know what it is you're going to say, though. It's about them coming this way. Oh, no. No, it's not. That. So there's a whole bunch of Negroes coming this way, and we're sitting oh. like a bucket of chicken. No, like a bucket of motherfucking chicken. Motherfucking chicken. It's like, oh, don't miss that. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a worse one <laughs> later. I don't know if you can get worse than that. Like, that's fucking terrible. But it, because it's said by a black person, you're like, I the guess. Script, well, I but mean, that's I don't what know. I'm like, they didn't but, write that line. Like, the, did the script writer write? I, but that's what like, I mean. Oh, I don't know. A black person's gonna play this character, so it's okay if they say this. But he wrote black people in the last film, and I'm not entirely sure of the the writer director's heritage. Like, he might be a little bit mixed of something. He's not black though, um, for sure. But he didn't write black people like this in the previous film. No. Like, I liked how he treated people in, in the last film. So yeah. that's what I mean. It leads me to believe if this really, like, maybe this actor is someone they were very excited to get and he had ideas for the character. They just said, all right, say what you want to say, you know? And he's like, I know, it'd be cool if I was like this. And if I've got this history with the gang, as we're about to find out, I'll speak like this. Yeah. And maybe they just let him say what he wanted to say. But it really makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it did me. So then Joe whistles a secret crip whistle. <laughs> this is where we learn. This is where we learn that he used to be part of the Crips, um, and then they throw it back to him. So it's all cool. <laughs> Everything's fine, <laughs> even though it's Purge Night. I don't even think a Purge Night the Crips give a shit. Particularly if you used to be a part of the Crips and you're not anymore. Clearly for decades. Yeah. Don't think they give a fuck. But one of them as a boy needs help, so it turns out. And I like all this stuff. Reversing your ideas about people. They're like, no, we weren't actually going to hurt you. Well, I think they definitely were as they were approaching. They look pretty violent. Yeah. But they're like, my kid needs your help. So they strike a deal. So there's a ground team of mercs along with this CGI helicopter who turn up to the tracker that's been left on the floor. And then they hear the crip whistle around them and they get surrounded by the, the grinning gangs with their guns. So yeah, they helped out the kid, I guess. And then the gangs kill a bunch of this endless, endless mercenaries. Was, it, was the line in that scene that I missed, Lee, or was it something else? No, it was that. Like oh, a, was like that? a motherfucking chicken. That's what oh, I ran down. Yeah. Right. It was his insistent of using the word Negro all the time throughout this movie. Yeah. And he pronounces it in a way that you think he's going to say something else. Yeah. That's the <laughs> yeah. other thing is that yeah. like, I feel, I feel like, like you wanted to say that and the script writer or the director was like, oh no, we can't go that far. But you exactly. could say this instead. Because he says it not like Negro. He says Negro. Oh, that's I didn't how he catch says that. it. Uh, a couple of times in the film. Like he pronounces it with definitely a hard eye, shall we say. Oh, right. I didn't notice that. Which really stood out to me. The main uh, one... But again, not knowing... The main one I noticed, which comes later in the film, is when he's... I guess it takes place after... I don't know. Farther down the line, one of them says, My Negro. And I was like, yeah. why? Yeah. That line doesn't even need to be in there. It doesn't add anything. Like, you're just putting it in there because you think it adds character. And it's horrible. <laughs> It's yep. the worst line. And he seems really happy about it. That's what I mean. Yeah, I feel like he, these so were his weird. ideas, but who knows? Who knows? Because there's so little about the making of this film. So you probably want to keep it quiet so no one gets blamed. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Um, anyway, so they, they're now driving into the secure location. It's an underground hospital, a safe zone, and we meet Dante Bishop, who, yeah, is the blood of stranger, now allowed to have a name. 
and he's leading this group down here to try and help things out. So Nazi boy wants to access every security camera in the city. I love this throwaway scene they do for you to understand how they keep finding them. I want to access every security camera in the city so we can find the van. Because, yeah, that wouldn't take you fucking weeks. Like, <laughs> Jesus. But that's it. That's all the explanation we need for them to just keep turning up, basically, <laughs> all these places. Joe, however, wants to go back to the deli. So they start to head off. While the Punisher takes this bewildering walk around. Did anybody else find this scene weird? He just, yeah. he's, he's yeah, like, really oh, I'm going to check stuff out. And he just goes for this walk and the music's telling you, something's going on, something <laughs> creepy. And he's looking really suspiciously at everybody. Yeah. That I'm like, what's going on? Am I missing something? And it's so weird. And then he goes into a room and someone just puts their hand, like where he sees this, like a bunch of, you know, covert stuff. And someone puts a hand on him and says, what are you doing in here? And he just fucking goes crazy. He yeah. just starts beating the guy yeah. up and pulls out his gun and... I have no idea what's in his head as he's walking around. This is very bad, very bad direction. Well, at this point, I was just like, now it's just back to the sergeant that we had in the film before where he does everything. He's over the top and he's like, his main goal is just like, protect, protect, everyone bad, protect. Like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then when someone was it, because then the senator comes running in and then some of the other guys come running in and like, hey, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. What are you doing? It's like, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your job is to walk around suspiciously of everyone and then beat up random people so like no the senator was not under threat it's very weird yeah but then she notices everything that's on the wall and sees the group are planning to kill the minister this this section where she pieces it together is so ridiculous it is. why do you have all this after she yeah. why do you fucking Stupid. She also already went to, up to Bishop and told him, I know some of the tactics you employ. I don't approve of them. Yes. But then in this scene, she's exactly. acting so shocked as she finds all this stuff out. I'm like, you literally just told him that you know what he does. You're going to assassinate the minister, aren't you? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. No it's shit. Ridiculous. Just in case anyone who, any, anyone watching is so stupid, they not pick that up. We're just going to really signpost it for you. So, ah. Sorry, just very angry. Yeah. <laughs> not good scenes. Joe and the crew, while they're driving back towards the deli, they see government trucks heading towards the safe zone, which Marcus is like, I've seen those trucks on YouTube. So he knows all about them. They're the ones from Anarchy. And then we learn that, yeah, like the uh, Dante's crew, their plan is to go for the original founding father's escape tunnels into the cathedral that the minister and all of the new founding fathers are having their ceremony celebration hiding whatever but then they see on the cctv cameras lots and lots and lots of nfa nffa yeah uh crew heading to their location and joe and his lot decide they're gonna drive back and help um so joe i love this scene as well because joe's just running to himself in the car and no one's replying <laughs> Like, man, fucking purge. I fucking hate the purge. I need to protect my convenience store. God damn it. I hate this night. And then no one answers and he just stops. And then he's like, yeah, all right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone need to be there? So the Punisher and the Senator are back out on the streets. They've snuck out and he nearly trips a fucking saw style trap. This huge, like medieval blade that looks like it's from Mario or something <laughs> that just starts swinging back and forth and we don't even see who said it we just you hear, hear a bunch of VO off screen like, oh I love man this. we almost got them yeah. Ooh, well, guys. and then they run off and they're like alright good luck, good luck. <laughs> they also sit there and like time their run a lot and I'm like 
You can crawl on the floor. There's like a good four feet in between the blade and the ground. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. Really weird. And I feel like it's something where they just did it and then in post they're like, you know what, we should have some people commentating on this entire scene. So they just got a group into VO booths. Maybe the booby trap from the last film just really hit hit it with the audience and they were like, we got to do that again. They really liked the booby booby traps. I'm totally up for the booby traps. I really am. I'm up for just weird people who are just like, hey, we don't even want to kill anyone. We just love booby traps. Yeah. <laughs> We're just so going to trap we you, you and keep you there hope until you 7 a.m. <laughs> oh, well done. Go on, guys. Here's a hug. Up you go. <laughs> Watch out for the mines. Yeah. Sounds weird. And then they make it over to Joe's van and try to get out of the city. So the sentence decides that she's got to stop them from killing the minister. And she keeps saying shit like this and it's pissing me off because she can't handle this stuff by herself clearly like she's not adept with anything kick-ass theory you know yeah um so whenever she keeps saying stuff like we've got to, i've got to go and do this i've got to do this you can't stop me i've got to do this it's basically saying i'm gonna put all of your lives Please at risk now because i can't this do this without you exactly yeah. which really pisses me off because like well it's not your you know all right you go and do it then <laughs> good luck <laughs> you're gonna die you're gonna die anyway you're pretty then useless, all our to be hard honest. Work good at the politics. For nothing. But then they get run off the road by someone. This is just... Uh, oh, no, sorry. It is by part of the uh, Mercs, and they grab the senator and take her away uh, in a kind of blink-and-you-miss-it moment. Because I literally blinked and missed it. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to yeah. rewind it. Um, and then the Punisher says, I know why she's still alive and where they're taking her. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we all do, so don't So does we? everybody else. Uh, so they all head off after the truck, but on foot because they've lost their truck. But it doesn't seem to really matter. So the Nazis drop her off at the church and then they start wrapping her up and tying her to a trolley. And then they get bored of that. And they say, hey, guys, this isn't our job. Let's go. Let's go get some beers. Yeah, I don't believe that they would leave for a second. They've been like tracking her down all night. This is the one thing that they're so excited to have. And they're supposed to be a certain form of security. And they're like, eh, we're done. Fair, La, to be la, fair, la, they la. have left her with vampire priest. Like, he looks terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I just would he not really want to does. be in the room with him, frankly. No. So the other senator, the minister, what do you want to call him? He's doing like a sermon. Everyone's doing the noddy noddy evil people. Yeah, we're rich and evil. Oh, I nod. Oh, yes. Nod, nod. I agree with all the Big evil smile. things you say. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Kill people. Very good. And then we see Dante's team who are in the tunnels, presumably below. And the Punisher turns up. <laughs> and I love Dante's like, how the fuck do you know about the tunnel? <laughs> uh, and then he's then he gets the good action lines like, this is no longer an assassination. It's a rescue mission. And the music goes, dun 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 <laughs> Actually, it's both. So <laughs> just get on with it. Uh, so they wheel in the senator. And some other dude. And I was like, who the fuck is this dude? But then we find out, oh, it's Lawrence. <laughs> He's a lifelong drug addict. <laughs> I kept thinking, if I miss something, who the fuck yeah, is this is other guy who's sitting around? Nah, it's just good old Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> this is and Lawrence. I'll be honest, He's and, a drug addict. And, Hi, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, 
my favorite character in the whole film <laughs> <laughs> because he just looks so like i couldn't figure out if he even wants to be there he looks like he's barely even aware that he's there yeah. they talk about he's like allowed you know he's given himself over but i get the impression that's not i true. think they drugged him um, and cr- came up with this story and just the name lawrence as well <laughs> while he's tied to this trolley oh, lawrence. i love lawrence lawrence is great so i like this little touch they've they've cleansed their weapons with holy water so they can do god's work and then they kill poor old lawrence no more drugs for him sad day i'm i know they did this in anarchy as well like they show you this array of weapons as though they're gonna really like torture him and do stuff and he just stabs him repeatedly yeah yeah it's like what's what are all the toys for what are the toys for all these options and you go for the stabby stabby again you give this to a different director and you give this to Eli Roth and he would fucking hostile this shit up absolutely yeah hostile it I'd probably find it hard to watch so meanwhile Dante and the Punisher and the crew are in the tunnels heading up to the mechanical room and then the cathedral we learn this because they make a specific point we're going to the mechanical room and then the cathedral (laughs) which I don't know why we need to learn about the mechanical room because it doesn't nothing really happens does it in the mechanical room but anyway it's important information to get (laughs) I wrote down here, God, this film is going on too long. <laughs> like, it was really getting, feeling sluggish yeah. to me. Agreed. I've kind of zoned out by this point. A little bit. So he invites all the founding fathers to the altar to kill the senator together. So they all do the, oh, yes, naughty, naughty, oh, yes, let's go. <laughs> let's go kill together. Which just practically doesn't work because the first one's probably going to do the job, and if not, the second one. Yeah, uh, particularly since the first one, as we're about to learn, his idea of how to joint kill someone is, oh, I'll slit your fucking neck. <laughs> yep. Not much going back after that. Not Taking really prolonging the, the death. <laughs> we get this. Uh, there was this very cool shot that I can only presume is a mistake because there were no other cool shots. <laughs> I really mean that. As the Punisher kills one of the guards, and there's like a torch flicker as he does the gunshots because of like the pressure from the gun going off. And it illuminates the scene in this cool, almost like lightning kind of way. And it looked really cool. But it has to have been a mistake of yeah. how he like, was holding the prop. Because <laughs> there's no way they thought about doing that. Because they fucking haven't put that thought into anything else. Their idea for let's make a shot look cool is put more LED lights in it. So, Which they should know, LED lights do not look good on digital. Don't put LED lights in your film. <laughs> Unless you're shooting on film. One of these founding fathers as well, I don't know about you guys, it's the one with the moustache. He looked to me like someone had wheeled in Johnny Depp and disguised him with lots of prosthetics. <laughs> that thought did not cross my mind. Like he looked nothing like either. Johnny Depp, but he looked just like as if Johnny Depp had snuck onto set in disguise. <laughs> like, not to bring up pop star yet again, uh, but like when he goes out into clubs and he doesn't want to be seen, so he puts on like a fake chin and a fake nose. Oh my god. I... I'm loading the film up now just so I can look at this scene. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look anything like Johnny Amazing. Depp, but he looks like Johnny Depp in prosthetic in disguise. disguise. Like, like if Johnny Depp was going to like play a politician in an Oscar-winning film, you know, and it's like, oh, it's so good. He didn't look anything like Johnny Depp. That's what this guy looked like. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept enjoying it. He's the one who's like smiling all the time. So yeah, then this guy's not only about to slit her throat, but he starts slitting her throat, right? Yeah, he does. <gasps> Like, she's dead. It was, it was yeah. kind of like he started going and he's like, am I supposed to cut? Because the gunshots are taking too long to go off. <laughs> I'm going to move my knife. And then they're like, oh, and then shit. The director's well, like, oh, it looks shit. like he cut her throat, so we better put some blood there. 
So then Marcus yeah, snipes the founding father and a gunfight breaks out. Vampire priest somehow just walks away from this unscathed. I have no idea how. He's a vampire, I guess. He's just standing right there and he just like walks off calmly. Yeah. There's one of the shots with Lainey. Well, he, well, well, they keep going back to her, but there's the group of them behind the pews just kind of shooting. And the look of boredom on her face <laughs> is ridiculous. As they keep going back, she's just there with like two pistols in her hands going, rah, rah, rah. Honest to God, the security then comes in and they, we get, like you're saying, possibly the dullest firefight I've ever seen in yes. my life. Yeah. They just Where they're just hiding in these pews and there's and like bullet holes going in, in but none of it's shot well. Yeah. It looks terrible. Uh, really terrible. Um, and then all the action takes place off screen because Dante does a pincer move and his people take out, kill everybody without us seeing it happen. Yeah. And this is where we get the line. Go for it. Uh-uh. I said it once. That's it. I'm good. I don't want to. I hit my quota. This is, this is where we get the ha 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 ha, my Negro. <sighs> I mean, honestly, I'm telling you, go back and watch it with a hard I in there instead of an E. It's very weird. Yeah. Very Maybe they weird. changed it. So then Dante goes to kill the minister and the senator's trying to stop them but he shuts her out of the door where the minister is so she just starts talking to him through the door <laughs> this very awkward scene <laughs> yeah which i'm just gonna keep shouting at you through the door you don't want to do this you're a good person don't do it well again the minister is fucking crazy yeah he is like purge if you're me this- purge yes yes kill me purge <laughs> me do if it you, if you are that crazy you can't function in day-to-day life, okay? There's no way he can do interviews and debates because he's mental. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely oh, crazy. I really don't like how they pushed everyone evil in this film to be really evil. Like, I really don't. Like, in the first film, the bad people were just simply trying to get into the house. That's it. And you yeah. know what? kind of made sense. They're obnoxious, but he was polite. It was an interesting villain, I thought, that lead kid. Second film... What was it? Who were the baddies in the second film? Government. Big Daddy. The government. Big Daddy. Yeah. Big Daddy. It wasn't that bad, but the time he turns up at the end, you know, it's like they're just mercs, basically. Kind of boring, but they're not evil. Yeah. But fucking hell, man. This one, it's just like, I hate Unstable. this idea of government. It's like the government, I don't know. I think, no, I think the thing with him, though, I think he's, the, the, the way they've kind of teed up this whole kind of religious experience and religious fundamentalism that everyone seems to associate with purge day and this is him now going yes yes purge me as though it is some religious sacrifice he's about yeah, to it's, do it's yeah. so culty and i actually yeah. as insane as he is and as much as that bothers me that they do that with the villains i like him being the one to change bishop's mind more than i like roan is that her name senator roan yeah. yeah convincing him with a cheesy speech through the door i think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. more interesting that because it's, I, I don't want to give you the satisfaction of yeah, killing yeah, you. exactly. And turning you into a martyr, basically. Yeah. 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 But although you do really want to see him shoot him in the face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Completely. Just like shoot both his legs just so, like do oh, something that definitely. you know would paralyze him. Yeah, you're But leave him alive. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, meanwhile, outside the door, you've got Joe and his crew in a standoff with Dante's crew where we get more great lines. Oh no. <laughs> Let me let me tell you now, I like black people, which is a strange thing to say when you're a black person, but all right. Um, and then he continues with, but I'm not going to let you shoot these folks. These are our white people, okay? <laughs> like, what? 
It's ridiculous. Actual words spoken by an actual actor on a film set. I don't believe any of this was scripted. You couldn't write that. Like you how couldn't. Is, like write how that. did this not raise red flags on set? If it was improvised or if it was in the script, red flags should have been raised. I like black people. Sat there in the edit suite. Like should should I should I leave this in? Is this actually? What are, they, to are they? Are they sure? This is great. This is perfect. Yeah. Did they mean for this oh. to be here? Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, who knows? But I feel like he just he just made all this up. He thought it was a great idea. Okay, so Dante comes out. And guess what? He didn't kill the minister. He tells the senator, Hooray! you better fucking win. <laughs> and then they're walking through the cathedral and they find a whole bunch of people tied up. So the punisher knees the minister in the balls. And then him, <laughs> and, him and Joe do a little fist bumpy thing. Because, hey, they're cool now. But Nazi boy and his crew, they're in the parking garage. <laughs> we get great line here as they run oh hang on so do we get i don't know if i missed the um oh no not yet that's coming nazi boys in the parking garage uh punisher runs through to it and we have to get this great exchange how bad is it not good <laughs> <laughs> that's the actual dialogue dante is wounded the punisher protects him as he does a really stupid move to kill two people and then get shot himself and then out of bullets punisher and nazi boy get 50 50 but with flick blades and stuff. But they both have like a glance that they exchange and then without speaking, they have this like seemingly understood agreement where they set their other weapons down. Yeah. They're like, we're going to fight like men today. Yeah. yeah. Which annoys me because not like if this was, you know, a good movie with like martial arts actors or someone who can actually do something physical, <laughs> this would be like, okay, this is cool because guns are boring. Yeah. I'll be more interested in seeing, okay, what can actually happen between just the two of you just getting down to it. But nope. Pretty nope. dull. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Pretty dull. And the Punisher just kicks his ass very quickly. Like, he yeah. just, even though the guy's wearing a flak jacket and everything. And just the Ali size of the guy as well. He looks like he could handle himself. Yep. And he's he, cuts up his, he cuts up his mouth. Yeah. He's just a big teddy bear, though. But hey, Vampire Priest turns up again and starts killing. And for some reason, no one shoots at him. Like, he just walks in the room and starts killing people. No one shoots at him until Joe gets shot and then he decides to shoot him. <laughs> He's shooting for ages and no one does fucking anything. Yeah. Because, you know, slow-mo. So Joe dies and surprisingly doesn't spell off any racially inappropriate dialogue during, <laughs> during his death. I was waiting for one last thing, you know, one last little hurrah. And then we cut... May 26th, two months later, everyone's voting. And I a don't know if this bothered you. And time jump, I thought. Very abrupt cut and then very abrupt voting procedure. Yes. Like, well, here's Charlie Roan, the first voter for this state. Very relaxed. We're just getting, uh, oh, she's also won Florida. Oh, <laughs> she oh, is now she's the, president the president of America. Uh, yeah. And then they just start talking about other shit. You're like, it was what? ridiculous. They don't even get excited about it. No. Just like, oh, that means officially now she is the next president of America. Yeah, like, no, there should be the? like rooms, like a room full of people watching the TV as like votes slowly roll in. Yeah, very dumb. Yeah, and then she's going to put an end to the purge. So then you're thinking, no more movies, right? Because how do you have purge movies when there's no purge? But then as the film rolls to credits, we get a VO of a newscaster telling us that the NFA, NFFA, it's hard to say. Supporters are reacting violently to the defeat of their candidate and they've Shocking. begun to do violent rioting. Dum, dum, dum. 
<laughs> with a shot of the American flag waving outside. Which also technically is not a purge. Like if, if a future film is based around a political riot turned into a civil war. It'll just be called not a The purge. Riot. Yeah. So they really fucked themselves there, didn't they? Uh, <laughs> which is why the next one's the first it's one. It's a prequel. That's the thing. The whole way through this film, I keep thinking like, what are you doing? This movies are making so much money. You could do anything you want with them. So you go, oh, I know. Let's do one with someone who obviously has to win, who's trying to stop the purge. Like, why would you even do that? Yeah. Don't. That's going to ruin everything that your franchise has The next has ones will just it. be like, The Purge, Texas. The Purge, New York. The Purge. Yeah, and they'll yeah. just like <laughs> hop around the United States. They'll all States. just be previously on The, the Purge. purge and it'll just be stories that you didn't see. Like, you know, little stories in between. Which I guess you could do, can you? But I mean, that's the question, I guess, really. Is like, with the TV show coming out after the first Purge, is there going to be more movies? Or is this now just going to be a TV show? Where they start from scratch and, you know, try and do exactly what we're saying like i can only imagine unless you're following because unless they do it like we said previously like as a sort of half series version of 24 where it's 12 actual hours in the purge and each episode is an hour in real time like 24 yeah so you follow like a bunch of groups which you could totally imagine them doing like a different you know bunches of people kind of like the second film but in real time through one purge or you have to do it people all around the country, you know. And then each season is obviously a different year. So Lee, we'll start with you. How did you feel about the Purge election year? And what the hell do you want next? Oh my God. How do I feel about it? It is um, just such a retread of anarchy. And I just, I didn't really enjoy it. And I really, by the second half of the film, I really just zoned out of it. And you just knew where the story beats were coming from and you kind of knew where it was going. And it was a real disappointment, a real disappointment because setting up with election year in 2016, when so many things ha were happening across the world in terms of politics, there's so many things they could have done and so many things they could have said with this film. I was just really disappointed by it. And it felt like they'd taken a massive step back in terms of quality, in terms of scripting, in terms of how it was shot. And Ali, like you were saying about lighting and things like that, it just felt so much more amateurish than the second film. It's a, a massive, massive shame. What I want from the next thing and what I want from the TV show and things like that is what I keep saying, what we keep saying, is to kind of explore the idea in a much more interesting, um, more kind of intelligent way and thankfully the next film has a different director hopefully that will be done in a better way <laughs> is it that bad are you laughing at me <laughs> i can't look it out <laughs> i'm fucking killing me he's absolutely killing me just to just to clarify to people <laughs> What if your recording behind, sounds like that? Put it behind the curtains is for some reason, we're doing this one, we're doing this podcast on, on Skype, and for some reason Lee has suddenly started sounding like he's inhaled some helium, and his voice <laughs> is just a little bit too high, just a tiny bit too high, and it sounds fucking amazing. It's like a little mouth suddenly came in. I have to do helium so just, to keep me going through these long podcasts, so... Uh, oh. I, I just hope the recording doesn't sound like this. I hope it does. It would so much joy. <laughs> just like oh, it, three quarters of the way through changes to... It, it can't sound oh. like that. 
It has to just be something to do with Skype, unless you literally started speaking this way. This <laughs> 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 is just you now, forever. Oh, no. He's just pulling a prank on us. Oh, it's so stupid. Mac. You know what would be funny? <laughs> <laughs> you just like have a little balloon of helium just under <laughs> in your between your thighs. You take a little, oh, a little puff from. <laughs> Just found out your deadly secret. This is what I think. Um, so do you want that even... Okay, so even from the TV show, do you want them to like... Because they're obviously going to retell stuff. Do you want them to, you know... How do you want that focus to read the TV show? Do you know what? I don't care, really. As long as it's, it's written properly. Will you stop laughing at me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hmm. You have to stop asking him questions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want your opinions, but right now for the rest of this podcast, Ali is going to speak on my behalf. Yeah, no, I can look away. I can honestly. I can. Do you have anything else about the TV show you want to say? Not really. <laughs> I just don't want this director anywhere near it. That's that's basically. But he is. He's writing, isn't it? So um, he's directing yeah. an episode right now, I believe. Oh, uh, great, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> you are evil people. Amazing. Oh my god! Um, I feel Ellie. like that interview of Jimmy Fallon and Bradley Cooper where they can't stop laughing. <laughs> I want to mute myself in a minute. This is oh going to sound god. so ridiculous out of context because anyone listening won't hear that he sounds different. So we're just going to sound like fucking idiots. <sighs> but trust me, just he sounds Just imagine Leon Helium. <laughs> Maybe in the next episode, can you get some helium, Lee, so we can just, yeah. just, so we to can give just him a taste of what we were hearing? <laughs> um, oh my Ali, god! How did how did you like the old? I don't know what we're talking about. I forgot. I was about to say I know, anarchy. I'm That's like, not correct. Now I'm all giddy, and I feel like I want to say I love it, but how my notes like? down here tell me otherwise because <laughs> the last thing I wrote down says, "Ugh, I think I did not like that at all." So I think that's my opinion. <laughs> was that just a scene or the whole thing? The whole thing. The whole thing. Because I try okay. to jot down notes of like what I want to say during my wrap up. And that's what I wrote down for this one. Okay. Do you want to um, expand? Yeah. This, and it's weird because I, I was saying this before we started recording. I took so many notes on this one. Like my notes on the last two films in my notebook take like two, maybe three pages. This is like six pages long. Like it took a lot of notes on this film, which I think in past retrospectives, I have taken more notes on the films that I like less because I'm just like writing down all the shit that I think about. should be different. So yeah, with this one, I, I think the writing was horrible. I think the lighting and cinematography was horrible. I think the actors were awful. Everything was just like totally missed the mark for me. And it's... The only thing that I will say that I liked more than the second one is that I liked that the sergeant was not just saving everybody the entire time. Because in the last film, he's basically carrying the entire group on his back and he's like, they they do nothing. And that really bothers me in horror films when your main characters that you're following don't do anything to actually help themselves. So I liked that in this one, he was getting some help and he was more human but yeah, everything else I read just <laughs> was a real miss for me. And I'm surprised that this has a better score than the first one, because I think the first one is absolutely better than this one. 
So um, on IMDb, at least I haven't looked at any other scores. Yeah, but... I haven't looked at Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to have a look now while you keep talking. Yeah, so this just really missed every mark that I had been hoping for. And every mark that they tried to hit just totally failed. For the next one, it is hard because now they have shown that the purge is over because this woman was elected. But I guess you could still, there is opportunity for the riots to, like, I still really want a comedy, especially after this film. I see that they're set on incorporating a lot of the same team that they've had for these first three. So for me, they keep trying to hit the mark of like the serious political commentary. And it's just like not, they're not doing it well. So at this point, I want them to stop trying to do that because it's just upsetting me each time. <laughs> so I think it'd be more fun if they just went full comedy. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in what they do with the TV show because whatever they do with the first episode, they'll have to stick with that theme and that mood. Same director. so I know. Yeah. Um, I just looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. So... Going backwards, the Purge election year gets a 53% fresh rating. The Purge Anarchy gets a 56% fresh rating. The Purge, 38%. Really? Wow. Mm. Very interesting. I would have thought popular cult, yeah, popular census would be the first one's the best. That's what I would think. Because the idea is much more horror-based and it's much sort of simpler and it's got yeah. Ethan Hawke in it and the girl from Game of Thrones. And I don't know. I just feel like that first one plays like a crowd pleaser. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, for me, this was a wildly worse film than Anarchy. And I was trying to really put my finger on, is it just that I'm not in as good a mood? You know, like, it, you know, I watched the last one with Lee. I went in kind of excited a little bit and I just had fun with it. And then, yeah, like I say, I watched this one and then because people who listened to our last week's one anarchy they realized there was a glitch and we had to redo the end of it so i had to rewatch <clears throat> the second half of anarchy after watching election year and i did realize okay some of my thoughts about it weren't true in terms of how much worse this looked like like going back in some scenes it's like all right there's actually some parody like it doesn't look that much worse i can't tell it's the same cinematographer and director but there's just something about anarchy where it mostly worked with the editing, the action, like the pacing and the small camera moves and stuff. And there was something with this one where, yeah, like there were bits that were fucking terrible. There were bits where I'm just looking at like, why would you frame anything like that? Whereas with the, uh, with Anarchy, he was letting it sit at sometimes, you know, and doing proper framing occasionally. Whereas with this, there was none of that at any point. It was always just handheld and it just looked like they're making up as they're going along. Like the director didn't have any idea until they're on set that day, you know? So yeah, the look of it was not good. Dialogue was not good. The characters weren't the worst, but I just didn't really give a shit. Um, there's all this cool stuff they could have done with, uh, what's her name, like the girl who kicks ass and then they didn't explain any of that. Yeah. Her backstory would be interesting. Yeah, it was just bizarre. And like you said, they're getting into politics and, and from the interviews with him that I read, he wants to talk about that stuff, but he doesn't really have anything that smart to say. Yeah. Um, Get a better so team like- on if you want to tackle that. Yeah, he basically has like big scope ideas and then some ideas for what might happen with social people, you know, in the world. And it's like, cool, then come up with those ideas and give them to someone else because you don't know what to do with them. And I would just, like we said right at the beginning, I'm just desperate, desperate to see like a European remake of this, like a French remake or something that did this in a whole different way. Um, And I think it would be really cool with The Purge, whether it's with the TV show or the movies, is to kind of let that happen. Like, let other countries do purge films. 
you know, to represent their own country. Yeah. Like have a thing where it's like, okay, the purge, you know, somehow spreads and other countries then take it up. Maybe America does stop a bit because of her, but then other countries start it or something because they see what it does for the tourism or whatever it is. And then let a French director do one set in Paris, let a Japanese director do one set in Tokyo, let a London director, you know, what an English director. Like I would love to see really different flavors of this, you know. Yeah, uh, like a Russian one, and uh, one set in Iceland where there's no one really there, where whatever, nothing you know, like... happens. They just kill all the exactly. sheep because there's more sheep than humans there. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just eating nice food and drinking and just chilling out <laughs> in a spa. They're <laughs> just in a hot springs. No one kills anyone. Yeah, like I would. There's so much again you can do with this, and it annoys me that yeah they've kind of closed the book here a little bit and then set it up for something that wouldn't be a purge movie. And uh, getting a prequel, prequels bored the shit out of me because we know where it's going to end. But a benefit of the purge is, okay, you always know there's going to be a different story. It's really just about what happens during that one night. I know Marisa Tomei is in the next one. I love Marisa Tomei, but I think it's going to be an embarrassing show for her probably. Um, But yeah, we'll see. I'm mildly optimistic with a new director, but the trailers haven't got me crazy excited from what I've seen. I am, yeah, again, the TV show I would be very interested in if it wasn't the same writer-director. In, you know directly involved with them so i'm just basically what i'm hoping now is that it's going to survive long enough to do more interesting stuff with it later on yeah um that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping in 10 years time maybe like the purge will still be going and there'll be some interesting things happening yeah but i didn't like this movie i didn't i don't know why but i just it's already evaporated from it was my memory. bad it was pretty bad <laughs> Uh, there you go that's why that's the reason <laughs> that's why <laughs> there was there was just nothing that stood out that was a the problem there was not one set piece and the only thing that could have for me was some of the imagery but again he doesn't know how to doesn't really know what to do with it you know and just focusing just taking one of those ideas and going with it like we said doing the ambulance and really going with it or doing all right these schoolgirls who just want to break into your you know deli store like just but just do that right yeah instead of doing everything badly I don't know. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. Um, not, it, like, it was nowhere near great, but it wasn't even good. It was sort of barely adequate, if that. Um, it, it's listed as action horror sci-fi on IMDb. Oh, there he is. Old high voice. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shut up now. Aww. Action sci-fi what? What's action the show horror genre? Sci-fi. sci-fi. Action horror sci-fi. Is it, is it science fiction? What's sci-fi in there? No. No, because there's no... I mean, the fiction doesn't come from science. No. Just because something's set in the future doesn't make it sci-fi. But yeah, it's there's, the production no, there's no new technology in the films that we don't have right now. No. no, yeah. You'd have to have something based around science that was fictional. Yeah, no, <laughs> that doesn't really work. But it's production company's fault for that, isn't it? They clearly yeah. thought that they'd get them Where in the right Where is that threads. listed? Where is that written? Just IMDb right at the top. Action horror sci-fi. <laughs> You stop laughing. <laughs> oh my god. No, I, I need you to cover Al's face because I can take <laughs> you seriously. I just can't watch Al's reaction. <laughs> to be fair, are either of you on IMDb right now? Yes. Can you type in our film Starfish? What do we call our film? Because <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't want to judge others. Action horror sci-fi. No, hang on. That's not what it's... we said, is it? So we are basically the purge election year. Oh. Thriller. Is that all it says? It just says thriller. Starfish. We could thriller. have more genres and it just says thriller. Michael Jackson. Thriller. Oh, we need to go. We need to change that. Ali, can you put it on our list? Yes. <laughs> we need to change that to say thriller, drama, sci-fi. <laughs> we do. Because ours definitely had sci-fi elements. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad um, we had that drama. meeting on our podcast. <laughs> We're going to handle that. <laughs> Decision Don't worry, everybody. Made. We're on it. 
This is this how is our how, work goes. <laughs> this is how business is run. <laughs> um, all right. Well, there you go. We've clearly lost interest in talking about the purge. <laughs> we, we, if you're listening to us for the first time, I'm really sorry. Uh, but thank you. And I hope that Lee's voice is crazy. So you've got to enjoy that. I really for the last hope it records that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so scared. Uh, so scared right now. And if not next week, we promise helium. Helium on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> I am. What's happening? No, not me. Well, we're geeks. Go ah. to go weirdgeeks.com. I'm. I am suggesting. I think was what I was going to say. I'm going to recommend that you go to weirdgeeks.com so you can branch on out to all of our social medias and do the right thing. And like I said at the top of the podcast, just help support us, rate us, and subscribe, please. And listen to all of our old podcasts if you want to, and send us emails. You can do that for a po- uh, for our website. We're geeks, or you can just type in mail at weirdgeeks.com mail at weirdgeeks.com and i will get that directly and you know ignore it or reply to it depending on what you say or read it out loud if it's a poem you know what i will if it's a poem i guarantee i will read it out loud we've only had one poem so far has been done before next week we will be dealing with the purge sorry the first purge which for a long time was rumored to be the purge the island that's what it was going to be called huh Uh, yeah which was basically made everyone think, oh, it's going to be like Battle Royale. But we'll see. Anything else? Yeah. While you're on weirdgeeks.com, why not hear that we are Tesla Barn, go out to the production company. That is who we are. We make movies and f- and films, which are a different form of movie and short films and music videos um, and albums and some game app things that are going to be coming in the years to come. And we just finished the first feature film called Starfish and we talk about that stuff on our regular podcast, Geeks, where Geeks. we um, talk about video games uh, and movies and all of that stuff i am mr al white on all social medias m-r-a-l-w-h-i-t-e and also on the video game consoles where you can play friday the 13th friday the 13th i was trying to think of an obscure game that i'd play with people but nah probably wouldn't do it <laughs> lee can I get through this without you laughing? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter, Lee Comley ITV, Instagram, Lee Comley. And also, as I said on last week's podcast, if you could come and play with me on Fortnite and teach me how to build, that'd be great. It's Lemo-UK. <laughs> you are both evil people. I'm You're hiding from Al. You Whatever. are a treasure. I love you, Lee. Allie. Hi. I love him even more since he's got the high voice. <laughs> I don't know what that says. But. I am just on Instagram, which if you're interested, you can find me as Allie Sue. Allie with a Y. I'm interested. Okay, go find me. I'll find you. I'll find you. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. I'm sorry that we didn't have a fun ride this week, but hopefully next week, new directors, new horizons, who knows? <laughs> and then... We'll be at the end of the shortest retrospective we've done. We'll do a wrap-up episode the week after where we'll talk a little bit about the world around the Purge, which will actually probably be more to do with the effect it's had. And we might talk a bit about the Rick and Morty episode, so we might have some extra homework to do for that a half an hour of Rick and Morty. Ooh. I've never watched a single Rick and Morty episode, so... I That's haven't either, but I've read a spec script. Which You've made... read a spec script but not watched any Rick and Morty? Yes, and I was actually, I was like, oh, this is funny. I should watch this show. <laughs> You're a weird person. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't watch it? I haven't yet. I've no. seen them all far too many like times. To. Okay, so Lee, you're happy then for us to talk about the Rick Absolutely. and Morty Purge episode. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. We'll probably do that. And then during that wrap-up episode, I will be revealing the next show that we are doing, which I think is going to be with me, Alexander Chard, and Christina Masterson again, unless Christina's become scared off because she's 
done too many podcasts recently. But those are the people who wanted to be involved. Uh, until then, we'll be back next Friday. We're out. Bye. Bye. Geeks. <laughs>